drinking beers, rolling dice, and talking shit. The Veteran Gamer Reenlisted. Episode 38. Holy fuck! Holy fuck! What's up, veteran gamers? Welcome back to the show that drinks beer, rolls dice, and talks shit. I'm your host, Andy. And I'm joined by my best friend, Ray. Yeah, I'm Ray. And we got me looking at this goddamn camera now. We're doing something new. <laughs> Ray's making all sorts of noise. Yeah, go and open your beer. Uh, so we're doing something new. Uh, we got a little video going right now. Um, hopefully the audio comes out okay, and the video comes out okay, and our ugly mugs don't break the camera. Um, but yeah. No, just be, oh. We're going we're gonna to try something new. I'm beautiful. You are. My mom told me. Actually, my mom didn't tell me anything. <laughs> she was there my whole life. <laughs> Fuck you, too, mom. <laughs> hey, just letting you know it's you know it's it's uh, seven p.m. here, yeah. or at least somewhere, somewhere. <laughs> and uh, we're not alcoholics. No, we're not alcoholics. Send meetings. Cheers, fuckers. So. It's been a long time since we sat down and talked. I mean, we put on a bunch of shows, but to actually just sit down and just do a regular show, we've had a bunch of recaps, and man, in the last week, we put out a shit ton of content. Well, you did. I, <laughs> I'm just I'm just on it. I'm just a part of it. But you're the one that does all that shit. You're the, you're the face. I need you. I guess. <laughs> you're the eye candy. Oh, no, yeah. I'm like Eddie Van Halen, and you're like David Lee Roth. I have no idea what I do means. all the work, and you're just the face. I, I like that. <laughs> I'm cool with that. Cool. I'm Eddie Van Halen. You heard it here first. <laughs> I still don't know what that means. <laughs> you don't know who Eddie Van Halen is? I I know the name. I don't know what the guitarist that means. from the from I know the band Van Halen. Like I know who it is, but I don't know who it is. Right. Remember names, names, pronunciation, pronunciation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I got Everything. this. I got Everything that. other than yeah. 40k. <laughs> Just know he's probably one of the greatest guitarists in the world, and uh, David Lee Roth is one of the greatest drug addicts in the world. So I'm a drug addict. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. At least I'm having a good time. <laughs> I mean, come on. So, today's show, we put out a ton of content. Um, we did three Tao shows back to back, which I apologize for, and we had some feedback on that. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Just a little bit. Just a little bit of feedback on that. Um, well, we did. Why did we do so much? Why was there so many? Well, we did the Tao show with Alex. We should have just deleted that one. And then, of course, Alex in Alex form fucked it up. Yeah, we definitely should have deleted that one. And then Keith Barry, also from Relentless D. Remember, we're bringing the Relentless D guys on to fix everything we fuck up. I'm sure one was going to say, you guys fucked up the FAQ, too, so we had to come on and, you know, tell us how we fucked up the FAQ. I don't know how I'm going to fuck up. The FAQ is, like, my <clears> thing. <throat> yeah, I know. I, but I got to know it. Well, someone's going to fuck up something, and they're going to say, we need to be on your show again. Look, Relentless D just wants to be on our show. I think they just want the D. They just want the D. Yeah. Our D. I think that's why they name themselves Relentless <clears throat> D, because they just like the D. It's like a D relentlessly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's just like a play of words for them so they can look manly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we put out a ton of shows, some some Tao stuff. And then, uh, of course, we had back-to-back-to-back recaps. Um, so we And you guys have been begging and saying, what about something else? What about the FAQ? What about Necrons? What about Drew Kari? Look, motherfuckers, we got jobs and families. <laughs> no, no, not plural. I have one job that takes a lot of fucking time. Well, between time. the two of us, we have jobs. Yeah, that would be plural. C, plural. C. C. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're fucking bilingual now. Yes. Breaking the barrier. <laughs> but uh, 
So we got stuff going on and we would love to sit down and talk about 40K all day, every day and make that our job. Like that would be fantastic. That'd be great. But it's not our job. So we got things going on. Because we can't video edit. Well, you can. We really need to get into the video uh, battle reports. I can do that. We, We need to try it. Yeah, we can do it. I've, I've done some videos. You saw me editing one one time. It just didn't come out the way I wanted it. I won't bring on Eldar for all you fags out there, okay? <laughs> I'll bring on Necrons or something. Well, well, I talked about maybe doing a um the Necron. We're going to get the Forge Bane. We still got to go pick that up. I could probably pick that up today. Yeah, we'll go pick up Forge Bane, and then we'll play a ad mech on Necron, some robot on robot hate crime. Yeah, but we're not doing some gay-ass narrative bullshit. We're going to no, play no, an no, actual no, no. game. Yeah, an actual game. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, I got, I got my competitive ad mech list, and I'll just add some Armagers to it. Uh, that those are just words. Those are the ro- <coughs> robots. Oh, the, the mini knights. The mini knights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got yeah. it. Just so we can, you know, play with the toys and see what they do and that kind of stuff. So they look pretty good, like on the table. Like they look like they could be competitive on the tabletop. I don't know. We'll see. So, saw an army with custodes and armagers. Those things are fast. Yeah, they move fourteen inches. And so they they're shoot badass. Belters. Yeah. So anyway, we're getting back into the groove of some shows. Uh, we're gonna have the content you guys have been asking for um, today. Of course, is the FAQ. Now we couldn't even talk. We I didn't even want to think about the FAQ until we got through the broadside bash. Well, you, I was looking at the shit up and down, and that's what made me pat- pissed about broadside. <laughs> that's why I took the list that I did. But <laughs> I did decently well with it, which I almost beat two really good people. So, well, I didn't even want to look at the. I mean, I looked at it, of course. But I didn't want to get too deep into it or even update my Battle Scribe because... Yeah, I, did, I didn't update Battle Scribe because I didn't want to fuck up points. <laughs> I was like, do you want to Battle Scribe? Uh, no. If- no. No information. <laughs> no, I do not. No. So, you know, we were... I was just trying to keep in the mode of I got to get to this tournament and then I can focus on the FAQ. So now I'm in FAQ mode and man, I'm it's fucking me up. <laughs> There's It's it's not only like the big FAQ. It's that, that there was like all these little magenta little landmines secretly in your own... Uh, armies all over the place. Right, right. I mean, it was big props, you know, GW. I mean, it's a big leap forward for them, for sure, from what they used to do, right? Which is not touch the game for years. And then change it, which is like, there's already other broken shit, like, thanks for not really doing anything. Right. But now, like, it's, it's, it's meta changing. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's completely meta changing, and the way you build armies for the game of 8th edition or... I've heard it called in some places 8.5. Yeah. Well, there's going to be another chapter approved. I, I think the chapter approved <laughs> will honestly be the 8.5 because then by then they're all the codexes will be out. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I'm looking at it like 8.2 because we've got so many changes coming between now. <laughs> and then, I mean, there are going to be a lot of changes. 8.2.5. Yeah. 8.2.5.3. Um, <laughs> but today's show is all about the FAQ. Um, so we'll be getting not... Totally down and dirty. We'll go over some highlights and some things that we like and didn't like, but we're really going to get down into our codexes here. Um, talk about what's happening here. So we're going to talk about some stuff. There's been a lot of stuff out there, but I know you want to hear our opinion um, on what we saw on the FAQ. Um, so that's on today's show. So we're going to get to some shout outs, some new business, podcast business. The shit talking, which is hilarious. Yes. I didn't even know the, the one shit it was like four episodes ago i think where you actually put in the first ones that did talk back to us right yeah the voicemail line yeah the voicemail line like i didn't even know we had any and i was laughing my ass off at those (laughs) let's get to some shout outs first and we'll get back to that audio that we did sort of in the recaps but um first shout out it's been a while since i've gotten to these but uh prior pyro monarch uh hey guys this is tom he gives us a five-star rating on um itunes 
Um, Tom is a friend of Jeff Hesh. Is that the Necron guy? Yeah, yeah, the Necron okay, guy. Cool, cool. Yeah, you're coming into Necrons at a good time, brother. It's a <clears throat> it's a it's, good time to come back to the game. It's a good time to come back to the if you're game. A Necron player. Um, so he, so uh, he gives us a five star relating uh, rate not relating uh, rating on iTunes, and he says, "Hey guys, this is Tom. You guys rock. Jeff Hesh got me to listen to you guys, and I'm addicted." Uh, I really hope you guys stick around. Sound quality, the show and format is awesome. Keep up the great work, guys. Yeah, that's pretty much all my efforts. Right yeah. <laughs> so uh, we, we already next. talked about the show. You just show up and look pretty. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty. And I talk weird. <laughs> Forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, Larry Boy, nineteen eighty seven. Uh, he gave us a five-star review on iTunes, and he says, Listening to these guys is like having flashbacks playing Warhammer with my brother, getting drunk and getting my face smashed by Tao when my Tyranids were complete trash. Uh, but these guys are awesome. The live po- um, Love the podcast. Keep up the good work. I think I think we need to implement. You may need to censor some things now. I think you need to censor any time we say Tao. Tao? Just that. So for everybody that's listening, if you ever hear a bleep, it's because it said Tao. Maybe what I'll do is I'll 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 dub in like the sound of a wet fart. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime we say the word Tao. Which shouldn't be often now. So So Tao. There you go. Tao. And Tao? Tao. All right. Tao. So there'll be a lot okay, of fart. I'll have to find a sound of a wet fart. I'm pretty sure I can find it somewhere on the internet. Fart jokes and <laughs> what was the other thing? Fart jokes and what? What do we do? I don't know. We do something. We talk about big boobs and fat asses and, and no, but I'm saying that one comment a long time ago. It was like if we're into like fart jokes and like high school humor or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Toilet humor. Yeah. Toilet humor. There you toilet go. Toilet humor. Perfect. That fits right toilet in. Toilet humor. See? Yeah. Toilet it's all, humor. It's all us. Speaking of toilet humor, I'm going to come correct on the show. Okay. Um, I've been talking some shit. Of course, that's what we do here on the show. Uh, but the the guys over at TFG Radio gave us some shout outs. One on Pablo's show, uh, Chapter Tactics, and one on their own show. And they've been interacting on the Facebook page, so apparently we're cool. Yeah, I don't think they're little little bitches either. I no. Think, I think they have thick skin. Yeah. They, they like to talk <laughs> shit too. But yeah, they, they've thrown out some, some sort of Salty John and uh, Adam over at uh, TFG. If, yeah. Uh, like if you're not into the fart jokes and shit, like go 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 take a listen to them too. You know TFG. I mean, I'm if you're if you've somehow found us, I guarantee you already listened to them. Oh yeah, because they're yeah. way bigger than us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, way bigger. Uh, head tos at LVO, you know, like all that stuff. Kind of yeah. have like perks. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're kind of an end to the community, but uh, I'm not the kind of guy who holds a grudge. So cheers, brothers. Um, thanks for the shout outs. Um, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, maybe we'll talk sometime soon. It'll be fun. So I know Salty's always on the computer, so we could probably get him. Adam's kind of hard to catch with work. <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. But he was on the the Facebook the other day talking about the uh, when I put this up about the FAQ. Yeah, I seen. I mean, I was so. at work, not looking at while driving, <laughs> but I was at work <laughs> interacting as well. Interacting as well. Um, Brian Spalario. I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher Spallerio? that. Spalario. I'm going to butcher your name, brother. Did I just say a word better than you? <clears throat> you did. I think it's because it's so fucked up that I can say it correctly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he hit us up on Twitter. Um, what the fuck? We have a Twitter? Yeah, we're tweeting, man. I want to... F- give me that shit. At wanna- VGRE oh, Podcast. Dude. What? All you do is like say one lines on Twitter, right? Uh, you get like 140 oh. characters. Not but you can 20. post pictures. But every time we post to our Facebook, it's automatically posting to our Twitter page, too. 
I didn't even know. And vice versa. Fucking tw- hey, guys, we have a Twitter <clears throat> fucking account, guys. Yes, you can follow us on Twitter. <clears throat> uh, if you prefer we that tweet method. shit. Yeah. Shit tweet. If you don't want your data stolen. Shit tweet. <laughs> <laughs> we can shit tweet. You can shit tweet. Shit tweet? Shit tweet. It's like French. Shit tweet? Yeah. For like a wet fart. <laughs> hey, I told you. We're breaking the fucking barriers. Language barriers. Shit tweet. Shit tweet. Shit tweet. That's the name of the episode. Shit tweet. Sweet. Got it. But Brian Spellerio. Spellerio? Spellerio. Uh, Spellerio. Okay, I'm going to get Why you. Why is that so hard for you to say? Oh, no! <laughs> uh, he hit us up on Twitter. Hey, Andy. I want to give a shout out to my teammates, Miguel Jimenez and Lucas Miguel, for doing an amazing for doing amazing at the Broadside Bash. Bag of dicks for everyone else. LOL. Well, what the fuck? I don't want a bag of dicks. <laughs> Come on. Everyone wants sure. a bag of dicks. Wait. Everyone wants a bag of dicks. Jimenez, is that who, how do they do? Do you know those names? Uh, I don't. Uh, we were, they, were they below me? I can look real quick. You you keep going. Okay. I'll look. Yeah. So uh, thanks for the shout outs, guys. Um, of course, we're going to get back now to the voicemail line. Um, I know we played some of these on the show uh, previously, but we wanted to get to them again because we thought they were real funny. Um, so... Uh, I'll put the uh, the the voicemail line, of course, is always in the show notes, so you can check that out. But um, our first one, of course, is from our good friend Francisco. Was it fucking Miguel Jimenez? It worked again. I'll try it again. Stop fucking talking about Tao! I fucking hate it! I had enough of this shit of Tao. Tao this, Tao that, Tao, Tao, Tao. Fucking stop talking about goddamn tell. Talk about Necron. Talk about fucking Dark Panthansy Elder. Stop talking about fucking tell. Thank you. That's a lot of so, wet farts we have to get to in there. So, so, so polite. <laughs> it's so polite. Thank you. I mean, I mean, I mean <clears throat> you follow up the insults with a nice, quiet thank you. It kind of like, it, it, it diffuses you being mad. I think it's, I, I think it's, uh, it's, it's a, a tactic. It's, it's a subtle touch, you know, like mm-hmm. "fuck you, motherfucker." Thank you, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. But I, but yeah, we're definitely done talking about that shit army. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Only when we beat up on it, and even then, it's just wet farts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we, I didn't even play any at Bratside. I didn't. No, I think I saw one army. I don't was. see. Was there one? There? I saw one. There was one next to me at one shitly painted. One shitly. But anyways, painting. just real quick. Back to those two names that you said. Yeah, was one Miguel Jimenez and Lucas Miguel. Yeah, fuck, they did better than me. <laughs> so good job. What to team you are folks. they on? <clears throat> Salt Shaker. Well, Miguel Jimenez is on Salt Shaker. He was playing Ultramarines, and then Lucas Miguel is an asshole, and he didn't deploy his. He didn't put his list up, but it's Chaos Space Marines. Hey, fucking Lucas, upload your list, dick. I didn't upload mine. You're dick too. How not? What? I asked. Do I need to upload my list? I go, no. You're an asshole. I'm like, okay. I asked. You're a fucking asshole. <clears throat> I, hey, I asked him. Do we need me to up my list? I go, no, don't worry about that. I think Miguel Jimenez is the guy that had the two Fire Raptors. Still running Fire Raptors? Wow. Oh, well, well, not was pre, anymore. Was yeah, was yeah. I seen this guy play. He lost to, um, uh, fuck. Who did he lose to? He lost to a fuck. No, he did not lose to a fuck. I don't forget who he <laughs> lost to. Though. Yeah, those two fire raptors. How's those 180 more points in that list, Phil? There, Jimenez, huh? Huh? Well, actually, and then Gilman went up what? 40? No, something 15? like that. 
Was he 360 before now he's 400? Yeah. Yeah. So 40? Yeah. That's quick math. There you go. Quick maths. Quick maths. Quick maths. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure you're loving the fucking FAQs. No, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, our next one, I didn't catch this guy's name. He didn't give it to us. He didn't give it to us. So. He just uh, gave us a phone number? I got a phone number here. It's, it sounds like it's from Florida. Just want to call and say you guys are fucking awesome. It's like waffle stomping, a nice fat shit down a community shower. I don't <laughs> care. I play it anywhere. That means. Yeah, you guys are fucking funny. Except from when, when Ray talks about motherfucking Eldar Reapers. That's the only time yeah, they're awesome. I want to stick my dick in a pencil sharpener so I don't hear him talk about that goddamn Eldar rhetoric. Hopefully, Necrons come out and they're fucking better and you can fucking talk about that. Because I'll listen to Necrons all day. I don't give a shit about Eldar. Eldar are fucking like the, the fucking crusty ass tacos that you get that are a couple days old. Fuck y'all. Y'all are awesome. That was a weak insult right there. Yeah. The crusty ass tacos. Some people like crusty ass tacos. I like, I like, I like crusty tacos. Like three day old, like Del Taco tacos. Yeah, those, those are still are good. good. They're still yeah. good. You're, you know you're going to have diarrhea, but I mean, it's gonna, it's good. But you're hungry. Yeah. yeah. It still tastes I mean, like meat and cheese. Yeah. Throw some of that hot, uh, Del, uh, Del Inferno on top. No, Diablo. Did you have you had the straight hot? It's, it's, it's so good, like liquid magma from it, your butt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's like you get it gets to be hot when it goes into your mouth, and then it gets to be hot when it comes out of your mouth. It's great. It's like a two, it's a hot sauce for poop and for eating tacos. <laughs> it's a hot sauce for your poop. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great. It's great. I mean, you could have gave us your name. I mean, but it's all right. Well, the reason you, you, you came strong with, with the first insults. But then you, you just died out. You, you didn't. You weren't prepared, man. The, the, the dick and the pencil sharpener. Now, that, that got me laughing. That was a good one. Now, now knowing our listeners, that pencil sharpener's gonna have some kind of chlamydia or something like that at this point. Yeah. You know, so straight you herpes. May, may want to go get checked, bore punched, try it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get rotted on and off the. Range. Even if you haven't had sex in a long time, just go try get bore punched. It's great. <laughs> It's a hey, great feeling. Someone's gonna touch your dick at some point. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> he, he actually has to grab the shaft to put it in there. It, it may be the first time in a long time you had your dick touched. Mm-hmm. You might just like the sensation. Yeah. Don't, and, hey, don't knock it till you've tried it. And so you were talking about Eldar. No, I'm not gonna talk. Stop talking about Eldar. I may. Dark Reapers are a little expensive, but they're still fucking good. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I do not know. Same feelings about my flying hive tyrants. No. F- what? So. We'll get I, there. I, we'll get there. <laughs> there. There's actually something very funny about that. Which GW is did their basic GW shit about it? And I guess we'll get into it. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. So um, didn't catch your name, brother, but uh, hit us up. Let us know who you your are. Your number is six 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 six. No, I wouldn't put your number out there, or or would I? Or now would that I? I know that I have, I have a Twitter. <laughs> our last one, once again, from our buddy Francisco. Um, after our last sit down show, the one that had to cut short. Because you became unconscious. Yeah, I was (laughs) unconscious talking. It was fucking weird. You became unconscious, and I became so drunk. I'm going to release the audio for our patrons, like that second half of that show, because people are asking. I want to listen to it. I want to hear you guys unconscious and drunk. I mean, okay. (laughs) I mean, it's not our best stuff, but I will put it out there for you guys, and then maybe I'll release it later down the road for everyone else. Um, It's not our best stuff, but it's just mostly me going, to be fair... And then saying some shit. <laughs> like I don't I I drank right up until we stopped the show. I was drinking for like hours straight. And not little so you brought I was at work all day. And yeah. then I drank. And then we ate like we ate twice, I think. Yeah. 
I think. No, I we think. ate once. I ordered. No, we ate uh, once, but then we went back and I had like a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. I ordered. Um, Some fucking fat loco. motherfucker. Yeah, I ordered a Poe Loco and it was pretty good. Yeah. So um, this is from our buddy Francisco wondering what happened to the end of that last episode. Hey, guys, what's up? I just uh, finished this new show, which was really good. In fact, that I'm calling about that you guys didn't mention about the beer. What were you drinking? Oh, we did. I want to know what the fuck no, we you were drinking. Not that show. The, the so first two shows we did. But... You know, pour it down that glass. I heard the magical. Wow. So, yeah. Uh, another thing, too, about the broadside. Yeah, I agree with you guys. It's kind of bullshit. You change the rules around, but it is what it is. If you don't like it, well, don't, don't fucking go. That's the way I look at stuff. If I don't like rules or certain people, he doesn't like I'm rules. not going to go. Fuck it. Why spend my money if I don't want to enjoy it? Now, excuse me while I pile down this fucking big-ass hamburger I just got and go and waste my fucking day at work. Pile driving a big-ass hamburger? Because that's the only thing I can do is go to work. And I get the joy, cut my contact, which is only a fucking hour, and I'm bored as fuck. Have a good day, guys. Bye. Love you guys. Keep up the good work. See, that's what we're good Samaritans, man. We yeah. give you that. You know, people say that we have long episodes. <clears throat> well, some people need them to get through their day. Yeah, just yeah. like Francisco there. All right. If you don't like a long episode, just stop listening to the when you're when you're right on. And then when you're done, and then come back. Yeah, and then come back. And then we'll still be there. Yeah, <laughs> still talking still about talking boobs shit and, and boobs and fucking fat, fat asses. asses. I mean. I mean, I don't know what else there is to talk about in life. Yeah. 40K, boobs, fat asses. And tacos. And, oh, tacos. And tacos. Tacos are pretty And good. then beer. Hey, there was no goddamn tacos. <laughs> Gamer's Haven. Gamer's Haven. But to answer your question, Francisco, we were drinking the Belching Beaver Ghost Bride IPA. It's their um, collaboration with Deftones. Um, it is fucking delicious. It is... It's... Um, a 16-ounce can, and it's like 7.2 ABV. I was fucking drunk. Fucking drunk. But it's amazing. Tired and buzzed. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a good beer. I highly recommend it. We'll have it again sometime. Um, so that was it for the beer. So we'll, we'll make sure to mention the beer, which actually we're going to get to, I think, right now. Brian Spallerino. Spallero. It's going to keep... Spallerio. Spallerio. It's going to... Spa. Spa. Like spa. Lirio. With the double L, if it was in Spanish, it'd be J, right? Yeah, but Spagerio. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, now the the end up the the uh, beginning of the show. What we are drinking now? We I got this on day two of the broadside bash, and I'm sharing this with all of my opponents, and I'm, I'm hoping my um my uh my comp scores went up because of this because this beer is fucking amazing <laughs> this beer is good um this is the Laguanitas. fuck comp scores something easy um i had this at the broadside i shared one with you and you said it was great so i'm spoiling the ending here but this beer is fucking amazing it is fucking good um it's light it's a light ipa got a little bit of like citrus to it but it's not like all in your face it's really refreshing like on a hot day instead of having a coors light like that water Shit. That piss shit. Yeah, you should have some have one of these. This is this is good. This is really good. So I'm highly recommending this. And we'll probably talk about it again at the end of the show. So um we're gonna take a quick break, open up some more fresh beers, and we'll be back with the FAQ. What's up, veteran gamers? Andy here. I'm here with my best buddy Ray. Yeah, what's up? Hey, and we're here to talk to you about Gamers Arsenal. Ray, tell me about a little bit about Gamers Arsenal. Gamers Arsenal, place to, you know, 
go and play competitively. You can go. You can find me there. Get some good hardcore uh, competitive games in there. Get that practice. Uh, get your AOS stuff. Get your uh, X-wing stuff there too. You got the good uh, X-wing community. So our good buddy Alex, of course, opened up Gamers Arsenal for a place for gamers to be. You know, in our local community, maybe there wasn't always space for tabletop gamers. Or there wasn't always space for X-Wing gamers. But now there's space for everybody. We got space. Alex opened up space for, if you can play Magic, you can play Magic. There. You want to play Pokemon, you can play Pokemon. You want to play X-Wing, you want to play 40K, you want to play competitive, you want to play friendly. There's space for everyone at Gamers Arsenal. No, if you're playing friendly, don't, don't, don't talk to me. <laughs> Just go find someone else. Go, go find, find, go find Alex. Yeah, go find Alex. You can find Gamers Arsenal online on their Facebook page at the Gamers Arsenal. Yeah, I, I moderate that. So, uh, good luck. <laughs> good luck with that. Good luck with that. <laughs> good luck with that. Uh, we'll hope to see you guys all at Gamers Arsenal. Until then, ladies, bag of dicks. Holy fuck. Holy fuck. Holy fuck. <laughs> FAQ. Um, big changes. Big, big changes. This big is like changes a, that I like. This is a new edition. Yeah, I like I, I like almost there, everything a, in here. There's a couple that's like, eh, dude, but all right. I'm all right with it, I guess. Fuck that. No assaulting the second level bullshit. <laughs> that okay, ruins there, bullshit. there is something I would, I would get into that whenever we want to get into that part. But yeah, we'll as get a there. TO, there's... A way that I'm looking at that one. Yeah, I've heard I've heard this one. We'll get we'll get to it. But fuck that shit. Okay, that was that was a, that was an FAQ written that wasn't thought about, honestly. So let's get into it. Number one, the biggest thing. Zero to fucking three. Zero. No more spam. Oh, I love it. I fucking hate spam, and like I love spam because spam's a good you know food to you eat. You put it in eggs. Yeah. No, you put it in with some rice or fideo. Well, you could do that too. Yeah. It, it's it's great. But that's the good spam. The bad spam is the 40k shit where you take like fucking eight hive tyrants or fucking eight fucking whatever plague burst crawlers. Those types of spams. Yeah. Those are bad. This is an uninventive way to list build. And I understand it's strong. This is this is good, so I'm just gonna take all of it until I can't fit no more. And that's 40k. And that and, and that's, that's 40k. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what 40k was. That's 40k. Or eighth edition. Actually it's been no. Well, the other editions, they're a lot more restrictive on, like, your organization. So, like, 8th is a they more, like... They had four charts that, that you had to build around, and you couldn't do that. And 8th was, like, trying to be more open. They, they actually, I think they built, you know, the power level and the narrative and the fluffy player first. And to and what I've heard, you know, and what I know about is there are more people who play in garages and fluffy than play competitive. So, of course, they built the game for that. But... When everyone sees the competitive guys and what they're playing, all those garage players and those fluffy players go pick up those yeah, sets. But, like, yeah, there, of course there's more people that play fucking garage games and shit. It's the same thing like any sports fucking shit. There's more fucking park leagues than there is the NFL or fucking yeah. whatever. But still, those park leagues and shit are still influenced by those. Those big leagues, right? Depending on the age, obviously, because we're in an era where we don't keep fucking score. Let me tell you, when fucking Evelyn says she's a fucking beaner, she's going to be playing soccer. Yes, she will. I'm going to be keeping fucking score, and I'm going to carry a fucking sign that says, good job, you won. <laughs> All right? You won. It was fucking this score, zero to fucking 14. Yeah, that's how many gorgeous you scored, Ev- Evelyn. Good job. <laughs> what happens when she loses? You carry a better and says, you suck, you lost. No, when she loses, I'm like, look, you need to get better. Get good. 
You need to get good. Get good. All right? <laughs> no, we're not going to go get ice cream. You lost. <laughs> There's no need to get ice cream. <laughs> You're fat. You need to lose weight. No ice cream. It's, God, you, we're not running fast enough. <laughs> Lunch is for closers. <laughs> <laughs> but I digress, right? You digress, yes. I digress. Um, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of this. And people were asking me, what do you feel about this change? I didn't play spam anyway. I hate... Even though I'm getting into the competitive, and you've I under- always fought what was the good shit to play, anyways. Well, I have fought the not really fought, but the good list. The, I just don't like playing spam. Like it's not fun. It's not interesting. It's not. Yeah, winning is fun, but like playing those lists is fun. I like to play an army a certain way, and you know, I think for my tier nets, I like to run a lot of models across the board. I've always liked playing that way, um, and it may not be the most competitive, um, but you know, I don't want to play eight flying hive turns. And when you told me about that list, I heard about it. I knew they were playing in Europe and I'm like, Oh, that's going to get fucking nerfed. Like, I know that's going to get nerfed. I'm not going to go out and buy eight flying hive tyrants. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I mean, I've, I bought three hive tyrants, but I may have had, or may not have had insider information. So I, that's all I bought. I bought building my army. Yeah. And um, bought like a secondhand, like tyrant that's magnetized. I'm just going to glue it to a hive tyrant, but, yeah, <laughs> I've always played with three flying hive turns. So even back in sixth and seventh, when five flying hive tyrants was the thing, like towards the end, yeah, or well, not towards the end. It was pretty much the like beginning. I think like we got our codex in sixth, and it was total garbage, and no one wanted to play it. And then everyone says, "Well, there's only one model worth playing, and it's flying hive tyrants, so <laughs> that's what we're gonna play." You know, if it, if you know, I know we we keep saying, "Oh, the tier two codex is so good." But there is one model in that codex that's really good. <laughs> that's really good. But I'm not. I don't say uh, Tyrants are so good because of that. It's because I am an Eldar player, right? I am a squishy fucking elf player to where I don't like a bajillion models in my face mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's. I say Tyrants are good because they have the ability to fall back and charge. That one ability right there, like scares me because all my tricks to stop charges don't work. And actually help you get further into my lines. And Gene Steelers are really good. Hormagants are really good. Uh, what are the ones with the guns? The Termagants. Termagants are pretty good if they come out. Well, it's a little bit different now, but we'll get into that part. Um, yeah, but you, you know, the thing is, you you were really revolved in that thinking around your Dark Reapers. And Dark Reapers do tons of damage. Oh, great, I got all these little one wound models. Fantastic. Your damage yeah. does shit to me. You know, here's three damage on this one wound model. Fantastic. I mean, most of I can do with a uh, 10-man <clears throat> unit is 18 plus 2d6. So, I mean, I can't really kill that many. <laughs> I mean, that many. That many. Eat a dick. <laughs> but, um, so, no name guy. That was for you. Dark Reapers are awesome. Dark Reapers are awesome. Put your Just like dick Krusty. in a fucking pencil sharpener. Yeah, go put it in there now. <laughs> Videotape it, please. Yeah. Show you giving that thing some chlamydia. <laughs> or he has chlamydia. I don't know. Someone, Maybe the pencil sharpener the has pencil chlamydia. pencil sharpener is a fucking slut. You don't know that. Pencil sharpener gets around. Yeah, she gets around. So so no soups. Um, yeah, but yeah, no soups. Ish. No soup for you. Ish. Ish. Um, <laughs> this is one army. Right. Yeah. That, that engulfs all the fucking elves. GW has a hard-on for Eldar! Fuck! That, we... We are supposed to be that powerful. We are Eldar. We are the elves. We're we're the like one of the oldest races in the fucking galaxy, despite Necrons and Demons. Eldar has and orcs, I guess. Their face balls deep all over GW. I mean, like 
every time there's something changes, oh, but Eldar can do their thing. Yeah, right? but it <clears throat> people complain, but the army's built around speed and like hitting hard, and that's what <clears throat> that's just what's good in the game, right? Maneuverability and able to do mass amounts of damage. That's what Eldar does. Can we take damage? Fuck no. How people are com- complaining about how oh Eldar can be negative one to hit and all this shit. Sure. <clears throat> Because if you hit us, we die anyways. Our saves are five ups normally. We have some four ups in there. And then our aspect warriors have two up saves. And we have some invuls at four up saves, but they only have six wounds. So if you go against a fucking plague crawler, or not plague crawler, the, the fucking bloat drones, two hits at three damage just kill you. No feel, no pain. And then there's wave serpents. Wave serpents are, are good. They're, They're really good. <laughs> I mean, they're to keep our fragile asses from dying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're doing their job. I don't understand what the hate is about. Well, the, so the no soup, you know, they, they took the Imperium, Chaos. Eldari. Eldari. Yanari. Yanari. Out. Um, and I think, that we, you know, I think Broadside did this. Maybe they had inside information. Hmm. A little different, but... If they had inside information, they wouldn't have fucked up Yanari, but yet still Yanari won their tournament F- yeah, uh, ITC-wise. But that is because they backtracked, they backtracked on some of their rulings to allow him to fucking play it. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. So, end of the soup. I like this. I like this a lot. Um, I definitely think it's good because I mean, there's armies out there that just can't like ally anything, right? Like, so there's you know, orcs, Tyrion, uh, have genes that are cold, but it's not the best. No, they actually wrote in specific rules. We'll get to it later because there's further stuff in the FAQ that talks about sharing stratagems and psychic powers and whatnot. And Tyranids and Gene Circle are specifically in the codex written out of that. I can give an exception that you don't get to take advantage of this. Hmm. It's specific in the codex. So, yeah, we don't get to take advantage of that. But was there anything to get mad about? Yes. There's actually something good? Um, No, it's all bad. Okay, so it's fucking crime. I'm going to get salty. <laughs> I don't, I don't, if there's nothing to complain about, why are we crying? crying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no soup. I like this because I think the, like, the, the chaos side has taken like extreme, has abused this rule, I think. Had the ability to abuse this more than the Imperium did, I think. Okay, so... Then we go ahead and get to, I think Chaos is the sole, like, well, Imperium too, but Chaos really got in there? No. Chaos and Imperium both did it, because, I mean, St. Celestine's being thrown in shit, Ashmilitarium being thrown Oh, yeah. Well, St. Celestine is the one abuse, I, I think the one that was abusive. But it's not It's not just that, it's like the assassins, the, like, Imperium oh, is true. actually built around soups, because of yeah. how, so I think Imperium and Chaos were big uh, <clears throat> offenders of that, of that, uh rule of being made but people think Yanari is soup too it's it's Yanari is not soup it's that's how the army's built right that that is the army it's, like it's lore um it's it's fluffy i get it um i think there are ways to write it, it now these so rules less punishing or less abusive but so I, since, I, I still think it's open for abuse though so there. since we are on the topic of this the soups um Yanari did take a small hit but then they kind of there's some stuff I still have questions about it. The the soup Yanari list that people like, like you know, Harlequins and stuff, you can't be in there. 
You're not considered Battleforged. Right. You can't put you can't, Craftworld, Drukhari, and Harlequins in the same detachment yeah, with each other. Because, so that's Because the in the FAQ, aspect, right? they said that Eldari and Yanari do not count as Battleforged. So what do you have left? Asarian, Druk, uh, Drukhari, and Harlequins. I'm pretty sure Harlequins are just Harlequins. Like, they have to use those three to be Battleforged, or you can use their craft worlds to be Battleforged, right? Mm-hmm. Which doesn't really matter because only those three get access to those fucking things. Right. Um, it kind of hurts Dark Eldar a little bit more because they have the different covens and witch cults and all that shit. So they have to be under the Drukari to be all Yanari. So when you, when you think about it and you have a Yanari detachment, you have to have all craft world in there because they all have to be. Um, Asarian, right? They all have to be Asarian to be Battleforged, plus the character that is the Inari character, like from the book, right? Well, not Index, but they don't, they supersede that rule. And then Drukari is the same thing. You have to have all Drukari. You couldn't mix the Colts and the Cabals and the Homo- Well, we can't do Homunculuses because they're, they're not part of Inari. Right. But the Witches and Col- the Cabals, you can mix them because they're under the, um, the Drakari and then Harlequins are just Harlequins currently because we don't know. Right. I'm pretty sure Harlequins Codex will be very good. I'm still slowly getting some more Harlequin stuff or at least things that will count as Harlequins. I'm getting the characters and stuff. Um, Everything Space Fairy has been good, so I don't see why they would switch with Harlequins. And there's already powers that are Harlequins that are really, really good. Yeah. So you still your your Nari players in your in your um in in your metas or where you play at still cannot be Battleforged mixing different codexes. But they can still have an army of all Yanari with two different as long as they have their detachment splits. But there's a there's a restriction to that too, because Yanari, if you want a full army of Yanari, right? No other because we get access to fucking our books anyways if we're Battleforged. Right. So if you have a Battleforged Craftworld Yanari detachment, they get uh Craftworld fucking everything. Which is kind of confusing because the Warlord traits kind of specifically say that you need a Craftworld character, which right. Your brain, the the Incarn and the Vizark, they all need they don't all they carry is Eldari. That's it. Like they don't carry a Saurian or any they don't have any of the other keywords, so we get access to the warlord traits, but they have to be the warlord, so can they get the warlord traits? And the way I'm reading the FAQ is they do as long as they're in so say if I have your brain as my warlord, but it's in the craft world detachment of Yanari. Then it gets the craft world uh, warlord traits because that's what it says in the in in the second paragraph of the codec or for, of the FAQ that you get access to warlord traits. Why would it say that if they have to be your warlord? Right. It's it's kind of worded <laughs> weird, but because because FAQ supersede codex. Yes. So being a TO and reading that, and I've read it multiple times because I obviously don't want to play things wrong. Right. I think that is true. Now, if you have your brain for some reason in the Drukari one, yes, you don't get access to the Cabal, the Witch Cult specific ones, but there is six different generic Drukari ones. I don't know them offhand, but like they, she could have those, or maybe you have yeah. the Vizark as your warlord, 
Yeah, if they, why, didn't, if they but... didn't have the the keyword specific warlord traits, she wouldn't get access to those. But the generic ones, yeah, yeah, the generic ones. Yeah, the way I read as that, as long as she's in that detachment. Yeah, if she's in the Drukari detachment, then she gets the Drukari warlord traits. Right. If she's in the, the craft world, she gets the, the craft world. And then ones. when the Harlequin comes out, she get the Harlequin, she'll get the Harlequin ones. ones. So it's pretty crazy. That is pretty crazy because the warlord traits can get pretty gnarly. Can you imagine yeah. if you have the incarn that you can't shoot Overwatch at. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> I charge everything within twelve. Yeah, as long as my my altarks charge everything within 12. twelve. Yeah, and God, I love I love saying that. Yeah, I love I just just, just the so, Yanari, side note. The, I love saying that. Yeah, I love being the dick. But I, I charge everything. I charge everything in twelve. <laughs> inches. Everything. Everything. I'm just over. I'm just Overwatch. No, you're not. Charge. I'm assaulting your whole army. Eat a dick. <laughs> it's awesome. Overwatch. It's awesome. What did I What did I make it to? Who knows? If you're, if you're an LR player, you don't have a. I'll talk with a Banshee mass. It's great. Just charge everything. It's great. Right. And then do a little anime shoot through a robot thing. Yeah, it's great. It's fantastic. But, We're going to talk about that anime shoot through a robot thing for forever because it's, it's, it's awesome. awesome. It's awesome. I, I fucking picture it every time now. Every time I fucking picture it. You're welcome. That guy is awesome. <laughs> I love that character. And I'm not having a list without him. He's amazing. He's even better in Yanari. Yeah. Yanari and I have talked Because he before. loses nothing. Right. And he just gains like, oh, I killed something. I'm going to fly away now. Yeah. Yanari makes everything that Eldar do, which is already really good, just better. Yes and no. Because some things kind of rely on the battle focus. Right. And some things are better when you go against chaos and their Sanesh keywords and you reroll yeah. ones. Yeah. Some, but some things are. I know. It's, it's not like... It's very niche, like some things that are use it and some don't. If you're going to play a five, when we talk about competitive, we're talking about we're going to a tournament that has five games. You're going to see five different things, right? You want to build around not, I want to take care of one niche thing. I want to take care of all things. And Yanari does that for you. Yeah, the battle focus was better here. And yeah, the Slanesh thing is better over here. The thing that makes Yanari so good on some things is because the list is built it's like, this one doesn't really need to reroll charges because he's so fast anyways. He's mm-hmm. going to be wherever he wants. So, like, those little, like, buffs that they did give him, or, oh, he's minus one to hit. I don't need it. I'm a character. Right? So, those little things don't really care. And that's why it seems like it doesn't matter. Because the Yanari list are built around things that don't need those things anyways. Like, a Yanari um, unit of... What's the, what's the elite characters of the Dark Eldar? The, the everybody wants to be good, but they're not. I the, keep, the they're right, elites. The they have the double handed sword. I'm fucking the, blanking out. Racks, on the incubi. Yeah, the incubi. Yeah. Everybody wants them to be good. And Drakari, they're not. They're not that great because they don't get no benefits. They don't they get anything. Get no. Right. But in Inari, if they're soul bursting, attacking twice, yeah. or they're fucking moving twice, like they get a little bit better. Yeah. And so that's something to look at. Soups, soups are like like we said, ish dead. Well, when you, we were talking about this at the broadside, that when you build a list, uh, um, that you want to, you have a plan in mind. I'm going to execute this strategy. Mm-hmm. I'm executing this plan. And when you pick Yanari, you have decided I am executing on this strategy. You're executing kill. Right. <laughs> I'm either going to shoot again, move again, attack again. Right. I'm doing everything I do again. So I don't have to worry about the re-rolls or the negative, you know, the re-roll ones because I'm just going to do it again. Doing it all again is better than re-rolling ones. Having double the amount of attacks is better than re-rolling ones. Having double the amount of shots 
is better than re-rolling ones. Mm-hmm. So you're just saying, okay, fuck re-rolling ones. I'm going to re-roll everything essentially is what I'm doing. I'm just going to do it again. Yep. So I think it makes what Eldar do just better. And if you're playing Eldar and you're not playing Yanari, like you're just, you're giving up. Like you said, oh, I want to execute this different strategy, but you're giving up on so much else. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're giving up on what makes the army good. I got this one thing that's really good. Why would I not want to just do it again? Because reasons, you know, I, I, I almost don't, I, and I don't play Eldar, right? I even hate talking about it, <laughs> but if I were an Eldar player, I would play Yanari. It, that, that right there, like I would just rather play Yanari. Um, I do miss a lot of the things that I have with craft world though. Cause I do play both. Sure. Right? I, I mean, you know, I play a lot of games, and I played a lot as Crawford. You play a lot, and you a fuck lot, a lot, yeah. Yanari, yeah. And I don't like when I make Yanari list. I do miss certain things. I do miss the battle focus. I do miss the the sniping Autark with a missile launcher, which I found. Which I also found out I can do mortal wounds with sniping, which would be pretty cool. Thanks, flowchart. <laughs> GW in your fucking flowchart. But I Thanks. think we pretty much touched up on the soup. Like, yeah. For the most part, Imperium and stuff, I mean, they did give some exceptions to assassins. You know, yeah, assassins, assassins agents, sisters of silence, things that don't have HQs. HQs. Um, they got benefits that don't us. Um, um, custodes fall under that category too. No, or? they have HQ. Okay, but any any that didn't have an HQ, you can take yeah, that. These things called shield captains. Yeah, you can take these things. I I don't remember if they were HQ or not. They're yeah, HQs. Yeah, but um, anything that didn't have HQs, so your assassins, your imperial agents, that kind of stuff, you can take them in a detachment without HQs, and it's still a you still get the benefits of the detachment and. Well, you don't get the benefits of the attachment. You get to take the attachment, but you don't get it on command points. Oh, no command points. Okay. You don't, you don't get the command benefits, which is the fucking command points. Command points. And. Which is okay, because if you wanted to take. So before. It is okay, but it's kind of weird, because. So you could take that, but you have to take three assassins, or you have to take three. You have to take Sister Silence, one assassin, and one inquisitor, or you have to take two inquisitors and one assassin, like. Well, I didn't mind this because I've played assassins in my admec list, and I had to take negative one CP to do it, right? Yeah, but which was going to be our next bullet point here. Like, it's not really going to matter. Like, I'm making lists where I am minus one, and I'm just like, hey, look, I'm back at the same right. command points that my three detachments were getting right. before. Right. Before this. Right. So now we're talking about the battalions and the brigades going up in CP. I'm calling this the death I, of brigades. I, I think brigades didn't go up enough. I don't think so either. Now, if GW guys are listening, hear me out, right? If an army is able to do a brigade and to stop the abuse of brigade uh, armies such as Imperial Guard because they're so goddamn cheap, yeah. you give a brigade 20 command points. That's it. Done. You don't get the plus three. You get 20 command points. It finished done. Right. And that would make armies that can fill the brigade, fill it, get their 20, Right. And then the people that can do three uh, battalions, you're going to get 15 plus three. The fuck? I don't know. It's neighbors. You get people. The fuck. The fuck. The fuck? The fuck. The fact. So um, if you do three battalions, you're at 15 plus a three. 18. 18. You're still not at the brigade, right? Right. So doing the brigade still nets you two more CP, but no more. 
Right. Like, there's no like three battalions. The best you can do non non uh, non uh, brigade. Right. So that would give you the the reward for it. I think. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. DW, if you are still listening, I don't know. You're probably not by now, but <laughs> <laughs> if you guys are, just think about brigade flat twenty. No increase of three because your battle force just a flat twenty. All right, if you're carrying a brigade in a Battleforged army. But you would have to put a clause that you would still have to be Battleforged. Yeah. Because then people would soup it the and brigade, still get 20. Yeah, the brigade has to be Battleforged and that you get 20 command points. Yeah. yeah. So then it would reward people <clears throat> playing a solo army, like they said at the very fucking beginning they were doing, which is not true. Which is still not true. <laughs> still not true. Which is still not true after the FAQ. Um, You reward that, the, that person that plays all guard. All Blood Angels, all one single Craft World, one right. single Tyranid, uh, whatever. Right. Um, by a lot, I think twenty CP would be like how many fucking CP do you have? I'd be. I, ha- I would. I'd love twenty CP. I have twenty, and if you're guard, like, oh, I get them back on five. Yeah, they don't need extra CP. Side fucking note: those need to be fucking sixes. Yeah. You could steal them. Fine, I get it. It's great. Cool. It needs to be on sixes. They don't need twenty CP. They need two CP to start. That's it. <laughs> Well, some people do. But I would not get them back, but guard get two some, CP to start, regardless just, of your uh, <laughs> your. <laughs> when I played Brandon Grant, oh my god, he just had CP all game until the very, very fucking end. I, I played David Cuts over at Gamers Haven one time with his uh, Imperial Guard and uh, Celestine list, and he ended up with more command points than he started with. It's fucking insane. So just, it does I'm, not need gonna, to be a five. I'm going to burn a command point here. I'm going to burn a command point here. I'm going to burn three here and two here. And now I, I get I it. I got them all back, and then I burn mine, and he gets some back. I'm like, he started the game, I think, with like 12 CP, ended the game with 22 CP. It's amazing. <laughs> you, know, you imagine how salty people would be if Eldar just had that many CP? Like, our, our, our stratagems are very good. And people, like, when I was playing Ryan Mead, at, uh, he was like... How many CP did you have? I was like, I had eight. He was like, it just feels like you just have all these CPs. I was like, it, I was like, Ryan, it's, it's turn turn one. Right. <laughs> I get to use all of them, and I I got like two of them back on sixes. So to be fair, his mustache is probably affecting his brain. So well, that and beer, that and beer. <laughs> <laughs> no, the chest, he he made the chest cock kind of made him like hurry too much because he's never played the chest cock, which I, which I found very interesting. Oh, you guys are playing the chess clock game? Yeah, because. We were intentional, like, if one of us won, which we didn't, but if one of us won, we could have stole third. Because the table that was next to us, they had to win to get overall, and then we had to lose, we had to lose or tie. Um, or, no, sorry, one of us, we had to tie for the loser of that game to actually get third. Right. And that's how Brandon got third. Because if I, if Ryan or I won that game, we would have got third. But you guys drew. But we drew, which was crazy. Which is crazy. That's weird. It was very fucking crazy. But I'm going to take a draw because Ryan's a good player. He's a great player, yeah. Didn't he he end up in the third day at LVO this last year? No. No? Okay. Because he was chaos. Oh, okay. No chaos made it up there. Oh, okay, okay. Everybody was crying about Eldar, remember? No, yeah, that's right, that's right. There was like six Eldar. I was bitching and crying about it too, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I sat in my jacuzzi and watched you guys play. But this change about battalions getting plus is great. I just wish the brigade, like I said, got 20 or something. A brigade is hard to get, and actually you get punished for taking a brigade. Yeah, because because there's some units that are just fucking dog shit. You have to take a bunch of dog shit units to get it. Um, 
And I, I think you should be rewarded for taking the brigade. Um, I think brigade is hard to get. I used to, I took an admec brigade and I had to take a bunch of garbage fucking infantry units to make my brigade. I gave up taking another dune crawler or taking one more Castellan robot, or, you know, it just felt like there should have been a greater reward for taking the brigade and being a single, you know, um, craft world, not so, a craft world, but, um, um, a forge world. But then back to the battalion, giving five command points is this, amazing. This is great. It's great. Yeah. But I've also heard other podcasts that like they think it's too much, and with the where the brigade's at right now, you could run like a brigade gives you how many again? Uh, if, Twelve plus the three is fifteen. So fifteen. You could just run three battalions, right, and get fifteen. Yeah. Which yeah, you're gonna take nine troops, three more than the brigade, but you're not taking all that junk, fucking garbage bullshit you're gonna well, be taking in brigade. And the other thing you have to take is more HQs. Um, and HQs can get pricey for some armies. Like mine is, it's pricey for Eldar, not so much. Um, uh, for now, well, you it got a little more now. pricey, <laughs> it got a little more pricey, but not that much more. I mean, what what's your most expensive HQ now? Forty. The least expensive, forty five. My least expensive is still seventy. So almost double yours. So in order to take another battalion, I have to take yeah, two. Yeah, but it's 45 for a model that if he perils, they probably kill themselves. But still, it's like you can just say, okay, I'm taking the penalty. I'm taking this model just so I can take all the other good How shit. How many wounds does your least expensive guy have? Uh, five. Yeah. Mine has two. Okay. But still, like I, I wouldn't mind having just the two if I could take them for 40 points. Two wounds, they die. But still, I would like to have an HQ choice that cost me like 50 points. They like, die themselves. That's fine. That's fine. But I would like to have an HQ choice that cost me like 50 points. So say like the Tyranid Prime. I don't think he's worth 100 points. Give him to me for 50 points. Because a standard. He's 100 points? He's 100 points. Holy fuck, yeah, that's, a little, that's a little expensive. He's 100 points. He doesn't do shit. But make warriors better and no one takes warriors. You know, the warrior costs 25 or, yeah, 25 the way I take them or like 22 base. So why don't you just make the Tyranid Prime 50 points? I would take like two of those. No, I, th- I think every army kind of needs like that one HQ where you just kind of throw in to fill a slot. Yeah, exactly. T- exactly. So when I send my feedback on this FAQ, that's one of the things is the Tyranid Prime is overcosted. Like, well, I'll talk about it later in the show. Yeah, we get to our. In- we talk about feedback. Uh, DW put out there, they put an email, right, on one of their posts to, like, mm-hmm. send feedback and stuff. Uh, send him a dick pic. Yeah, send him a dick pic. <laughs> send him a dick pic. Say uh, compliments of Veteran Game Realist. Yeah, please. Say, <laughs> say, yeah, I approve this message. I highly encourage this. Everyone say. Well, are you sure that's all you want to talk about in the, oh, this, I guess that's Force Org. That's Force Org. You know, there was, there was some, I think there's some other things that are more. Are we going to talk about the betas? army specific the betas you're talking about like the so, character targeting and smite and so the the ones that uh got uh from beta into actual oh yeah those are those are coming up next in a game mechanic so the other thing i wanted to get to the other big one was the the reserves reserves yes yes this is the next really big thing right the change this to is reserves this is a beta oh okay yeah yeah beta that's right that's right but um, we're playing competitively so we take it as well, if you're playing at Gamers Arsenal or pretty much any big ITC ran by Frontline, you're playing the beta. I mean, anything that matters, right? Anything that actually matters. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're going to be restricted to only having half your army in reserves, but by power level. Mm-hmm. So, 
cool. So Which keep, I get it. Keep be- those power level things I mean, back that, in your in your bat, uh, battle scribe. That was things. directly yeah. tar- targeting, obviously, the Tyranids and the Spore Mines. Because I mean, what's a Spore Mine power level? Like two. Two, and then what's what's a what's a flying hive tyrants? I I haven't level, looked like at fucking, fourteen. I haven't looked at power level in forever. So no, but way more. But it's way uh, more. It's, it's way, way more. more. So and and that's how people were. Thanks, Matt Root. That's how people were like you know, um, doing the whole no deploy because well basically no deploy. Yeah, they had units deployed, but they didn't count count as anything. It was mucolid spore mines. Um, you, you have, you, you fill like a whole ass ton of them, right? You had the, the equal amount of units on the board to equal amounts of units in reserve, mm-hmm. right? The mucolid spores don't count for kills or holding objectives or anything. So you would intentionally go second saying, okay, I won the roll. You can go first, right? So the guy would spend his entire shooting phase shooting at garbage that doesn't count for kills. And then the, the, everything else was Molochs and flying hive tyrants that would come on turn one. And you still had to shoot at them because it would fucking do more wounds. You had to, right? You had to deal with it. So let me just kill these things. Fine, right? I get nothing for it. So you got just holding objectives turn one, but you got no kills. And then, of course, the Molochs and the Flying Hive Tyrants jump in. Of course, we'll kill the fuck, the fuck out of something. The fuck. The fuck out of something, mm-hmm. right? Now, I killed more. I held more because, well, I'm deep striking all in your face, right? And now I win turn one because of this. What I, I even saw and said, that's fucking retarded. Now... <laughs> That's good, but that's fucking retarded. I get why the the beta rules in question, or not in question, but why it was made up to prevent that. But was there really any other army that was really, like, yeah, I know people had guard on the table, but yeah. your opponent can still get points off that. Yeah. Like, I don't understand why they couldn't just say, like, mucolid spores or whatever. All the ones that don't shared count that as a rules, unit for, um don't count as a unit. Don't count as a unit for placing on the board. You no, just, just don't count as a unit. If you because they had this whole thing about what what spore mines count for or don't count for, right? They could have just added one more line to that saying then they also don't count for force organization or whatever, you know, whatever the equivalent would be. If you just added like so you four still, more you words, you still want them to count as a hive, whatever, right? The, the, they don't count as a unit, well, they don't they count as a say. unit, yeah, yeah, yeah. If they didn't count as also for hive fleet, yeah, I could take, I could, I, I could get that because I think. Although I've abused it using spore mines to stop psychic powers. Oh yeah, I, I've abused that, um, and it still exists today. Um, I could I could live without that. If yeah. you, if I don't count for a kill, I shouldn't count for anything else. So so that's that's the. One. I, I would agree with that. I would I would wholeheartedly agree with that. Yeah. So that's the one for the reserves. People are kind of like, eh, it's it's a thing, right? Okay, it's kind of weird. Just, we're just back to whatever. So fifth, sixth and seventh. So edition. let me go ahead and um put it out there um. Some so if you're you're playing Imperium, Eldar, Drakari, anything, right? Everything in your book is power level five or whatever, whatever it is for the unit. Right. But when you add a model, you go into the second bracket of of units. Right. And always the second five models of a of a unit is always like amped up. More likely, it's double. double. It's double the power level. So all you got to do is go so from ten to eleven. You go. You you start at ten. Go to eleven. You start at five. Go, go to, to fucking six. six. If you start at three, go to four. You double your power level. It's very. It's. It, 
I say that because Eldar. Eldar has some three. No, Space space Marines have it. here. Everyone's got it where you start with your basic amount, and when you go to this for a power level, but you just go one over. Yeah, you just go one over. So you got to pay. that bracket. So uh, a scout is, what, 12 points maybe, something? I don't, I don't know. Something what stupid, yeah, yeah. Some, some, some cheap. So you, you pay 12, 12 more command points for double the power level, and you can have double the power level off the board. Right. Not to mention now you have another model to peel away and keep your heavy bolter or missile launcher on. Yeah. So it's another you, wound for that guy to it's take. It's another wound. It's It gives you more power level to have off the board. It's not that bad. Yes, it changes the way you build your list. It's yes, at some point you're going to have to find somewhere. I get that. But it's there's ways to the, work around what's it. What's the advantage you're getting from it, though? There's ways to work around it. You're having something very important off the board that doesn't get shot off the board and then comes in and does. So then that kind of leads into the second part of the beta rules is that you could still deep strike turn one. Nobody's taken away deep strike turn one. Just has to happen in your deployment but zone. But the only thing is it has to be in your deployment zone. Which now, you were doing people, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you were doing that. I looked at you, I looked at that and go, Ray's already doing this. Yeah. Keith Barry was doing this to me at fucking Broadside Bash. Like, fuck that motherfucker. He was team striking fucking yeah, Dark Reapers. We still, we still have to be in his range. own deployment zone. Yeah. Well, I mean, shooting armies were using this already just to keep their shooting death units off the board. So they wouldn't get focused down on turn one and die or run away. We kept it off the board, then deep strike it somewhere deep as fuck into our lines, and then was still able to cast powers on it and shoot. Yes, this does hurt the all or nothing, I'm going to come down and strike, but if you were all or nothing and I screened the shit out of you, you didn't do anything. This was a nerf to Bloodletter Bombs. Um, Zangors. Zangors, um, Commanders. Um, suits, anything that relied on deep striking and assaulting turn one. Or deep striking and coming down close range to do maximum damage. Yeah. Because commanders didn't want to assault. Yeah, but yeah, it, I think for, um, for the most part, this this was a big nerf to close combat armies. Yes yes, and no. Like I, because, get, because, I get people are like... Because cultists well, can still infiltrate. Yeah, so um, I want to get into chaos that Chaos can part. still infiltrate. I want to skip that part. So yeah. like units that start on the board. So cultists, um, see who else can use it. Uh, any Necron unit, like it's, literally any Necron unit. Yeah. Um, orcs, uh, uh, orcs with the, infantry with the jump. Yeah. With the jump. Uh, Blood angels with the basically the jump. I don't know what the fuck it's called. It's probably some Forlorn gay... Forlorn Fury. It's probably some gay... No, that's the before movement. Yeah. No. That's what you're talking about. They have another gay one. Or oh, okay. It has something to do with gay wings and jumping in the air. I don't know. Some fucking... Oh, on Wings of Fury. Yeah, some Twilight bullshit. <laughs> um, Sparkly vampires. Yeah, so they can jump with us. So anything that starts on the board... Um, at first, when the first rule came out, you wouldn't have been able to do that because there was an actual FAQ like literally above... Uh, it was like on the sixth page of the big the, rule book. The big rule book, yeah. Uh, on the right side, it say that units that left the board and came back, the counter as reserves. Yeah, they left the board at, and came in as reserves. So you could be intercepted. Yeah. You could be auspex scanned. Yeah. Uh, there's anything that re- resolved the unit coming in from reserves, you could still get interacted with, which is cool, whatever. But that also meant when this FAQ first came out, you couldn't leave and come back because you count as reserves. So reserves, if you came in turn one reserves, you couldn't fucking be affected by moving powers and you couldn't be affected. You couldn't charge or you had to be, or you could charge, but you couldn't be, you had to be in your deployment zone. Right. Then they came out with another great fucking graphic, you know, (laughs) community shit that went up and literally in a couple minutes went down. 
And then we came, fucked that shit up. And then came back out pretty much identical, right? I don't even know what the fuck they changed because everybody was looking at number one, how they said orcs were best improved because they can still jump off the board and come back in. But that what that contradicted conflicts. with their FAQ, which is kind of weird. But because this graphic is out and. Basically, they said that they collaborated, like they had wording in there saying that they collaborated with their with their rules writers team. So anything that's on the board leaves and comes back could still could still charge, right? You know, and outside your deployment zone, right? So Necrons, <clears throat> you know, that helps you. Blood Angels, like we said, Blood Angels. There is one, and I've been reading about this, and I'm still not sure, but it's a thing called Alien Cunning for Tyranids. It's a warlord trait. Okay. Your warlord after deployment, and I think it's before the first, but or I, I got to look at the wording, but allows you to then redeploy the unit, the head, the HQ. Yeah, but if they start on the board, you're fine. All right. So they start on the board, and then you're allowed to, to before the first turn starts, you can then redeploy them. So I could put the flying hive turn in the sky, drop him down, turn one, and still assault. Because he starts on the board. Yeah, but don't you have to redeploy him in your deployment zone? Um, no, because I could just redeploy him into the flying above in the air. But I don't know if that I'm counts as reserves. Sure, I'm pretty sure it says redeploy as the deployment rules are. Yeah. So maybe I can't use it. That's what I'm saying. I got to look closer you at it. You can bring them on the board and then like still move your – they, don't they move like 16 or something? 18? Yeah. So, I, you know, I saw people talking about this. Like, well, why would I – I mean, I already moved 16. Yeah, so I really don't need to deep strike now, him. I want to get to the fact that people are like, oh, first turn assaults are dead. You are completely fucking wrong. I first turn assault all day, you, even without deep striking. You are wrong. Like, completely wrong. The, the, this so is, let's just take... This uh, benefits fast units. If yeah. you have fast units, start packing your fucking armies full of these motherfuckers and treat them like deep strikers. Bikes, hormigons, um, fucking... Uh, uh, your fucking shining spears with their bikes with their bikes. Yeah. Like fill your armies full of fast units. They work like deep strikers. And not, not only that, these fast units, like even fucking units that only move 12, you can still use fucking uh warp time on them because they started on the board. Right. So now they're going to another 12. My bikes are going another 16. Your fucking gene stealers go 2d6 plus, or you roll 3d6, pick the highest, go that plus 8. and 8 then plus 12 and, is and 20. Hive Tyrant tells them move again. They move again. Oh, and then I want to double it, fucking whatever. So they just move like basically three times in, in, in all sense. If you put all that together, you literally touch the end of the board. I was, I was doing, I was assaulting turn one without deep striking. I did it all five games. If, you're, if, you're at blood, if your blood angels and oh, we can't deep strike. That's where our list was built around. You have you forlorn guys, fury. Then the, forlorn fury. You move twelve. You move twelve. And then and you then assault. You move 12, assault three d six. Assault. Well, you can't. They have to come from deep strike to do that. Oh, okay. So they have to come from reserve. So they did lose that, and I get that gripe, but you can't fucking use that part. Okay, if you're planning on that, come in turn two and beta strike. And exactly. I'm now I'm talk like, about beta strike. I mean, like, so like so like first turns aren't done, and demons. You have fucking fast demonettes that are ridiculous. You have five up invuls. Those demonettes of Slanesh are fucking amazing. And if combat. you're demons, you can get up to a four plus invul. And guess what makes a, a certain unit really, really fucking good? Because just because of a four up invul, it's fucking five and high tyrants. Now yeah. you have fucking ten of them, twenty of them, with two wounds each. And you have four up invul. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why people are fucking crying. And they already move like eight, nine inches, and they can advance and charge. If they're if they're in 
if they're near a character, because I think it's the loci that allows them to do that. Like, just look at your fucking codex. Stop your fucking bitching. Stop your fucking crying. Clean the fucking salt out of your fucking vag. Go get some Vagisil. And then Pick your fucking, vagina up out of the dirt. Dust it off. Once stick you get it back all, on. Once you get all that applied and out, <laughs> go back to your codex and just find fast units. You can still charge turn one if you think that's super needed. And if you're not a shooting army, it probably is really needed. But you yeah. need to find ways around it. Build right? resilient units. Build units that are in. Look at fortifications. If you're in a fortification, right, you get plus three to your movement on your first turn. Then whatever you move. So if you move 12, you're inside three. Then you move to us 15. If you fall on fear, you can do that shit because it just says move. Yeah. Right. And when you move, you disembark. So fucking then you move 12. So you just want 15 plus 12. So you yeah. just want 28 inches. Then you get to charge. Oh, no. <laughs> like, oh, I'm, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure in between every deployment is only 24 it's inches. It's 24 inches. I'm You're actually sure. closer than if you deep struck. And then if you deep... And, and then when you charge, you may have a six-inch charge, a three-inch charge, a two-inch charge, a fucking one-inch charge if they're on the fucking line. Right? Like, I don't understand what people's... You just got to look at list building way different. And then on top of that, it was already better before this FAQ came out to deep strike on turn three or turn two if you re- if you were already getting your ass kicked. Turn two or turn three. If you could wait to turn three to deep strike, it was pretty much game over. If you could wait to a turn three deep strike, it was game over. Because that turn three deep strike pretty much shut down the army completely. It, it breaks your back. It breaks your back. It happens to be game five at broadside. And that's it. Yeah. That's it. So just build list to fucking deep strike turn two. Like, I don't. Let's go back in addition. Remember deep striking turn start, two. Start looking at your rhinos. Fucking like, oh, my first turn, I can't charge, but I'm going to move fucking 12 advance D6, you know, barely get three or four. Look at your rhinos. Think about drop pods again. Fuck. Fucking pop smoke. You're minus one to hit. Cool. Now you're a fucking T. I don't know what a rhino is. Probably like T6 or something. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't play Imperial. So they're probably like T6 fucking with 10 wounds. Your opponent has to chew through that at minus one. To hit just minus one, not no. There's no range for that. Use your storm raven the way it was intended as a transport. It's a minus one to hit, fucking whatever. Like I don't. Yes, this sucks from the list that you were used to using. Not that great. Guess what? It's a new addition. It's a, it's, Treat it's, it as a new it's addition. Eight point two point three point four point point two. Right. Right. So like, it's not the Backstreet Boys. It's new edition. <laughs> <laughs> Backstreets back. Look at you. All list. right. Reopen that codex. There's the song in the episode. There, there, it, there it is. <laughs> I'm, I, I wasn't going to sing along that one. <laughs> Fuck that. I'm a fag from way Fuck, back. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that. Um, so just reopen the codex. Literally reopen the codex. Some armies. You paid for it. Open it up again. Don't do violent battle scribe anymore. Don't, no more battle scribe. Look at your codex again. I mean, we'll I still use battle scribe. I, I highly endorse using battle scribe. But you open up. You paid for that codex. Open that bitch back up again and read it from cover to cover. I'm, I'm back again fucking laying down before I go to sleep, fucking turning on my, my red light because I don't want to wake up Heidi and just like read my codex for a little bit, right? See, for the last eight months, you've just been masturbating and now you get to read your codex again. Well, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Masturbating's not needed. Um, but yeah, just open up codex. Just read again. Just look on your face with the fucking. With <laughs> <laughs> the fucking. The facking. The facking. The facking. <laughs> so, okay. Death of Alpha, kind of not really, but... It's just a different Alpha. It's a different Alpha. 
Which kind of relies on Morgan going first and all that shit, but... Yeah, there, no. But then I there's mean, this thing called deployment, which actually matters. It matters again. Matters again. Yeah. And what side you have and what the train is. And there's a lot of factors into it. A lot, of, fac- a lot of factors. A lot of factors. And, a lot of factors. And the the movement phase is still very fucking important. Yeah, tell. As, it, as it's going to be in every fucking thing. So you have your third opponent game mechanics as a character I, I, targeting. I list this as game mechanics. So things like um, the smite beta, which became official. Character. Uh, Character well, targeting. Okay, you said the smite beta became official, but they changed it. Yeah, they, they did. changed it a little bit, and I, I like this change. I, I don't like, like it. The change. You don't? Because I like blocking. Like I don't like sure. smite. Sure. Uh, smite's very, 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 very fucking good, and I don't care what anybody says. You can always hit the thing you want to smite. Usually, you know, a, a while back when we were talking about um, the problem with smite, we said it was just too easy to get off. Right? It's it's like me. It's too easy to get off. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> It's kind of like your problem. Right. I'm too easy to get off, just like Smite. And the problem is if they just raised it or made it harder to get off, right? Which I think this rule accomplishes that. Yeah, the first one's five, then the next one is power level six, the next one's power level seven, right? It accomplishes that. But it ensures that you can still do the the Super Smite. Okay, so the beta that we've been playing is was at a negative every time you cast it it was a negative past the first one so your second time is cast it was minus one third minus two etc etc but so that made it harder to cast yes you know but at the same time it, it made it easier, easier to, to deny. block or to deny so if you're on your your third smite and you cast a seven it was still a five to deny or a six to deny because you had to right. roll over um <clears throat> the change is now just a straight plus to the power needed so a five goes with six you roll that six they need a seven to deny you roll the seven on your third time they need an eight to deny it keeps getting higher up to the up to the level of 11 right i don't even know how many times you have to cast it to get to 11 but up to an 11 you still need a seven you could still block it at 12 right and you can still sweat. That was the other side effect of the prior beta is that once you cast it twice, twice you can no longer super you, smite. You, you no longer got super smite. Now you can always roll twelve. So if you're up to that seventh time you cast it, right? You could still roll that twelve and still you'll still perils, and then uh, get the super smite off if you didn't die. There's one very very fucking key thing that I see played wrong. Is that when you perils and actually die from the perils, it doesn't go off. It does not go off. Even if you rolled box cars, it does not go off. If you died, you, it doesn't go off. You got jerked off. You almost came and you died. Yeah, you just died. So you, you didn't did, come. The pair didn't come. No. Pair didn't come. P- pair didn't come. Did I say any words in that sentence? <laughs> no, this is good beer, isn't it? All right. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's why we drink the beer. It adds, so no, extra, it adds an extra like difficulty to the podcast. But not that we needed that. So no, the smite will always go off on 11 after your seventh cast. Um, it can always be denied on a 12. Now that you roll box cards, then you need like plus one to deny and shit. Uh, you could get the super smites. Super smites. And it just keeps getting harder to deny. It doesn't keep getting easier to deny. It's harder to cast, but harder to deny. And I think that was a good splitting of the difference. It's, it's good. I don't. Like I Pers- really, personally I really for your like army, you didn't one. like it, but I like this rule change. I like that it, it 
if I roll box cars, right, I should be. I, I want to get this fine. Right, I, I want to get it's this fine. For me, it's only going to be one wound, always. But it is cool to know that I did get it. Because rolling box cars is, you know, I mean, for Hayden's not hard, but for, you know, for the rest of us, if he's not at a tournament, yeah, <laughs> he rolled good enough. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Just six rolled, points he good enough. Six points. Better. Six points good, good enough. enough yeah. yeah, that's what he did. That's essentially what it came down. He rolled six points good enough. So that was the smile. We've we kind of skipped over the character one. I wanted to go back onto that one. Yeah, character um, so, targeting. So this the was... character targeting was a beta rule that uh, no matter if you can see the fucking entire Gilliman, if there was a scout unit on side of a of a building you couldn't shoot him right so that's still there that's still still beta was accepted the closest enemy um, unit characters did not block other characters from being shot now this was the right. beta rule where characters didn't block characters so that means if magnus was sitting there and all right his, up in your grill all his, his horn nipples out there and there was some caster that had warp time or some shit behind right him, behind him you, you couldn't, couldn't shoot the warp time caster there's an added line that I that a lot of people I've seen to forget. It's, or a, something. it's essentially if the character has ten or more if wounds. If the character has ten, starts with ten or more yeah, wounds. It starts with ten or more wounds, you can't shoot the other character behind it. So like in my example, Magnus, you still wouldn't be able to shoot the the sorcerer behind him. Right. Because Magnus has way more. Like he starts with like sixteen, I think. He works like a unit to block characters. Yeah, characters. But if there's a Two assassins, two Kalexis assassins, right? Those are your two closest units. You can shoot either one you want. Yeah. Or shoot past them. To the next character behind them. To the next character or unit. It doesn't really matter. Right. But you can shoot past them. So it's very important to know which uh, characters start with 10 or more and uh, which units don't. And that kind of affects that one. Great change. I mean, I'm not fully behind the... These Nurglings are behind fucking, you know, a wall... And I can't shoot this. Yeah, I don't like the out of line character. of sight thing. I think if you, I think the rule should be closest enemy model within line of sight. Because if it's out of line of sight, because I, I think, I don't so, know why I they they said like stops rhino sniping. I don't know how much that was really fucking happening. But I mean, that's all about placement, right? You're right. That's all. You, if you have two rhinos that have enough movement that can get together and then actually shoot this one person, cool. That's that's a tactic. Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand why we had to nerf that. Because or, let's say that the only thing that's visible, because this could be, I could think like turn four, like we have fucked up a whole ton of units. There's only a couple of things left. There is an infantry unit at the bottom of a ruins, and another infantry unit at the bottom of another ruins, and there's three characters sitting up with their dicks out in the wind in the open. Now we say the bottom ruins because we play ITC, right? Right. Here, right. So. Well, I, that's a given, you know. But okay. If you're listening to this, you know we're playing but ITC. I, but, but I think, but I think that GW that kind of has something mm-hmm. to factor in because I don't think GW really factors that in because that's well, not in their meta. It's not in their meta. But let's say I had a ruins that it was completely line of sight blocking. They don't have many. If you watch a GW stream, they don't have many of those. Well, fuck GW and their streams. <laughs> <laughs> They're actually really boring now that they don't have a. But let's let's let's, let's say it had a piece of line of sight blocking terrain, which is really big right now. I, I put a big box in the middle of my. My board. And there was two units right behind it outside of line of sight. But there's two characters over here on the other side and two characters on the other side. And those are the only two visible characters. You were in the military. I was in the military. If I couldn't see a motherfucker, I probably wasn't shooting him. But there was a motherfucker out in the open. I was shooting that guy. I'm shooting anything I can see. Right. <laughs> but if I can't see the guy, I'm not shooting at him. I might shoot in his general direction. 
right? But if I if I had two choices, there's a guy in the open and there's a guy I can't see. Who am I shooting at? The guy in the open, because <laughs> I can't see the other guy. Now I understand why they make the rule because you know characters can't join units and like protect them like how they used to. Okay, but... then move, motherfucker. Use your movement phase. I get it. I'm not arguing for it. I don't. I, I want to fight it. right now. <laughs> I I don't get. Like I get why they made it because characters can't join units and there's auras and there's a lot of like awkward positions the characters have to kind of get into and like a lot of tables don't have a, a shit ton of terrain to where like units aren't going to be in the most advantageous advantageous places on the board advantageous advantageous. I still say it wrong. You, you you can say that guy's name and I'll say advantageous for there you. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Spellerino. I think I still said I that wrong. See, I still have to see it to say it. But you're internet famous now, Brian Spellerino. <laughs> but I but you see what I'm saying? Like it needs to There's a reason why it was made, but at the same time it kind of sucks where the gameplay doesn't make sense. But then we gotta remember that we're playing a game. So some things need to have rules to keep certain yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. I'll agree with you there. Yeah. It's a character. It's a tar- character targeting rule. It's a little bit changed. We're ten characters. We've already said ten wound starting ten wound characters don't block other ones. But other than that, it's what we've been playing. Yeah. In any tournament. Yeah. Smite. We went over uh, assaults. What do you have in there? Assaults. Assaulting in ruins and the okay, wobbly so model one, syndrome. Holy fuck! This is like basically like broken down the fucking internet. Is, is this is the one this is on the competitive page the real competitive page fucking to's fucking page this is the most con- everything people who who don't you know guys in like orange hats yeah they're um tearing out my grass in my front yard and they're marking where all the utility lines are so that's I can racist dig it up. dude why you got mexicans out there because mexicans the only one who stand outside in the middle of the day yeah it's just white hot. people work in offices <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> fair fair enough right um so assaulting in ruins so this was the, so I'll read this, the question. If a unit declares a charge against an enemy unit that is entirely on the upper level of a terrain feature, such as a ruin, sector mechanicus structure, etc., but it cannot physically end its charge move within one inch of any model from that unit, either because it's not, there is not enough room to place the charging unit or because the charging unit is unable to end its move on the upper level of that terrain feature because of the expanded terrain rules for it. As with ruins, for example, does the charge fail? Answer. Yes. And the internet went crazy. exploded. <laughs> if you weren't paying attention, this is the most controversial FAQ that exists right now. And nobody likes it except for maybe guard players. Now as a TO, in TO sense, there were some key things pulled from there. Sector mechanic, mechanic is structure. When the fuck do you see that? When the fuck do you see anybody play that? Okay. There's that There's that little small tidbit. Yeah, no one's buying your Sector Mechanicus uh, terrain pieces there, bitch. Uh, well, they might be, but they're not playing it as a Sector Mechanicus structure. They're, they're just using it like a piece of terrain. It's yeah. just ruins. Right. Uh, another... Uh, Part of there says, you know, charge because the charge enough room to place the charging unit. Now, if you look at wobbly model syndrome, this question doesn't say anything about wobbly model. The answer does not say anything about wobbly model. Right. And the wobbly model rule is if you can't, uh, like, physically place it there, it would fall. Right. So if I can't physically place this model onto this ruin level. Because it would fall. Because it would fall fall 
Tuvalu model. So the way as a TO, I would read this as I don't know if you guys know this. I don't know if you're using your fantasy models. We have round bases. Mm -hmm. So there's always a negative space in between two bases. There is a cunt hair worth of space to fit a model in. Yeah. So you could touch a base onto that little ledge. Oh, it'll fall down because if I let this Wobbly model. Wobbly model. Just put it right here. Now, it is also up to a player-to-player agreement. But when you're in a tournament, you go ATO. And then the TO, now it's up to the TO. And yeah, if, I was going to say, this is up to the TO to declare. TO, I'd be like, yeah, that's Wobbly Model. He would fall down. I don't, I don't know what you're crying I, about. If you listen to... Um, because interact models that are non-interactable are bad for the game. Yeah, yeah. When you can't interact with something, this is bad, such as the Feculent Normal. Yes. Yes. See. Another, another thing. And uh, another thing is monsters can't attack uh, people on opposite levels. That's stupid. Like, I get... Are, are we measuring in three dimensions or are we not measuring in three like, dimensions? Like, I get you can't attack the third level, fourth level. Cool. We can say that, like, it's really high. But the second level? Like, come on. <laughs> I have an Imperial Knight. He stands four <laughs> levels tall. I'm going to punch you on that level. Yeah, but in all reality... Forge the fucking narrative, motherfucker. <laughs> in all reality, the, the Imperial Knight would just knock down the whole building. It would. It would. But if you listen to... Go out and listen to the Fly Monkeys Wargaming podcast. He had a little one-on-one with the guy who runs the Iron Halo GT. I haven't got to listen to that one yet. Yeah, listen to it. He talks about what he would. Yeah, listen to it because he talks about what he would say um, to a dude one-on-one sitting down by the fire. A little fireside chat with a dude one-on-one. A little gay talk. Yeah, a little gay talk. Yeah. (laughs) I already knew Bam was gay. Yeah, I know. He's 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 got sweet cheeks. Anyway. Anyway, he was talking to the guy who runs the Iron Halo GT, and he said, wobbly model. He goes, I ran a a tournament this last weekend, and I expressed to everybody before it started, yes, we're using the FAQ, and assaulting a second level of ruins, wobbly model. Okay, and then there's there's also this, because as TOs, we we try to think about everything somebody's trying to argue with you, right? Right. And... So yes, your when you break out your middle finger and go, okay, argue. Your your models are on round bases, so there is a point if you can touch every base in the middle of the circle, you're actually going to have a straight line of just blocking. Right, they'll be hanging off the the ruin. Right, but there's no rule saying that you can't do that. Right, right. So it's you, not the edge of the board. You, you could c- do that. It's potential. You could do that. But, but. If you have a unit of five and you're doing that on a ruin, there's room in the that front. That means there's room on the other side on the wall. There's nothing saying that you cannot be in on the wall. There's nothing saying an infantry goal. An, inf- an infantry unit infantry. could crawl up the side of that wall and crawl in that window. And on the other side. Right. Or if you fly, you can be on the other side. You can right? just jump into the you window. Just jump right over them, just right there. You might need an extra inch to do it. Might. Right. Depending on which way you're coming. But yeah, there you go. So either way, it's wildly modeled. Either way. Right. Now, unless you have a big ass unit and it is completely blocking, and you're using wobbly model to block that hole off. What what I'm thinking about is like the um the space marine inside of a space marine suit. What are the um the aggressors? Aggressors. Yeah, they've got big bases. Could you? I, I I'd have to I'd have to place it out and look at it, but I I think that's one that could probably do it. Are they infantry? They, I believe they are infantry. But if you would have to do it, you would also have to be on the wall. So yeah. which means you're going to be an angle, which means your circles are going to leave a little thing, a little a little corner of a little corner. Yeah, so wobbly time. model instantly. It's, it's wobbly model just fix it because the question never 
never says anything about wobbly model. And the, and thing the is, answer does even not. on a piece of ruins terrain, there's even that little piece of window that's like an eighth of an inch thick. Mm-hmm. I could fit a model on there, just wobbly model. So yeah, I mean, now as a teal, I w- here at the gamers arsenal, I'm always gonna answer this wobbly model. Yeah, you can charge that if you're infantry yeah. or whatever, or if you fly, whatever. We still have the non-interaction between monsters and infantry, and that sucks, but that is the rule. That is the rule. That is the rule. Unless now, you fly. if there's somehow you could literally put a big-ass unit on another level, then sure, you block the whole thing. Cool. Then you just get shot. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, people because, because also, now you're not forget, also forget that this is a shooting fucking game. Like, you can just shoot the units up there, and they'll die. <laughs> and when you're sticking out, see, I, I've got him on the edge of that terrain piece, and he's sticking out. Oh, he's outside the terrain piece? Fine, you don't get cover. Well, you gotta be partially within. You're fine. Okay, you're partially within. Okay, then fuck it. So, Dumbass. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm trying to find ways to fuck over shooting armies. <laughs> I'm grasping at straws, bitch. I play a close combat army. <laughs> I'm doing everything I can. I mean, but if they're not infantry, yes, they don't have cover. Yeah, they don't have cover. So, yeah, I think this was the one thing that when I saw this, like, what? And then, you know, people say, no, wobbly model. Cool. Yeah, this is. So, just if you're a TO model. out there, fix that rule to say wobbly model. It fixes it. So, I don't even know, like, you could basically just take this thing. The answer just should have been yes, but wobbly model. Yes, except wobbly model. Yes, except wobbly model. Um, the next thing I saw, and this was a me thing. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of red text on these ones. Yeah. Question. <laughs> Is it possible to, and we've talked about this before, about the use of stratagems within detachments and who gets to use them, who gets to receive the benefits of them. We've talked about this before. Question. Is it possible to use a stratagem from one codex to target a unit from another codex? Answer, yes. So long as the unit, as the unit, the stratagem is being used on has the appropriate keywords, such as chaos, imperium, right? Bringing the soup back in, right? Soup's back on the menu. Um, Note that stratagems in the codex chaos demons and codex tyrannids are specific exemptions to this as discussed in the relevant FAQ and errata. My response will fuck you too, GW. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not too familiar with uh, Gene Star Cult uh, strategies. Sp- so Do any of them interact with the Imperial Guard side? It, it's not it's not the it's not the the Gene Stealer Cult because they don't have a codex yet. It's using Tyranid stratagems onto gene stealer cults and actually because they still share the keyword tyranid it actually specifically states in the tyranid codex although they share the keyword tyranid you cannot use like they specifically state you cannot use tyranid stuff on gene stealer cult and vice versa So then what's the big deal if it was already president but the thing is is they're still allowing things like for instance and it goes it's it's for example to use tide of traitor stratagem on chaos Codex Chaos Space Marines on a cultist from a Death Guard detachment. We talked about this three episodes ago where you said you couldn't use Tide of Traitors on Death Guard Chaos Cultists. Yeah, but you can. But you can now. No, you always could. No, because it wasn't a um it wasn't a Death Guard um stratagem. It was a Chaos Space Marine stratagem. Heretic Astartes. It doesn't say Heretic Astartes. Her- yes, it does. In the stratagem, no. Yes. This does. No, it doesn't. This does. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Duck season. It fucking rabbit does. season. <laughs> you could always you could always do it in a thousand suns fucking cultists. You can always we had talked it about this. Keywords. Okay, maybe you're right. Maybe I'm gonna look this up when I take a pee. But I gotta pee right now. But okay, so we'll finish this up and we'll go pee. 
<laughs> okay. Can be together. But sure. Why not? <laughs> don't cross the streams, though. Don't cross the streams. It's a lightsaber fight. Yeah. <laughs> but it also, um, so I, what I wrote is soup is back on the menu because of this. Um, for Chaos Space Marines, Eldari, and Space Marines. But for everyone else, fuck you. It's not Eldari, it's Yunari. Yunari. Well, you ish. know. Yeah, ish. But they keep writing out exemptions for all these really cool rules for what I have. And the, remember, the why I say ish is because the craft world can still mix craft worlds in a detachment, but they can't be with like Drakari and stuff with the Inari. Right, right. So you can, yeah. Right. But still, it's like I, I keep finding exemptions to really cool strategies that I can't take advantage of because they specifically wrote me out. Not well, me Gene's, personally, but fuck my- Gene Steel called the two random. Gene Steel, you don't need- Yeah, they're too you random. You don't need allies. Fucking Tyranids are fuck, fucking good. But I was just saying is it just takes an option away from you where everyone else has a ton of options, right? I have one less option that everyone wants to take advantage of. So that's my that's my gripe, right? That's, that's, my, that's my complaint. The other one, mm. moving after coming in from reserves. This is a big one. Oh, yeah. Can such a unit move or advance from other... So the, the rule was you couldn't move after coming in from reserves, mm-hmm. right? Do you still charge? You used to be able to move again after coming in from mm-hmm. reserves, but now they said after coming in from reserves, for any reason, first turn, second turn, whatever, mm-hmm. coming in from reserves, you could not move again, right? But certain units have abilities that allow them to move again, i.e. the Swarm Lord or Metabolic Overdrive for Tyranids. And the question was, can such a unit move or advance for other reasons, e.g. because of the ability at the Swarm Lord's Hive Commander ability, or because of a psychic power such as Warp Time from the Dark Hereticus Discipline, or because of a stratagem like Melbach Overdrive from Tyranid Codex? The answer, no. Fuck you too again, GW. Fuck you too again, <laughs> GW. I'm just reading the red line. I'm like, what red the line. fuck? Like, I understand not moving again if you came in from reserves term. I mean... Now, this this ruling, uh, I agree with 100%. Okay. Because it makes things completely stupid when they come in reserves. But that that it needs to be one or the other from the what we talked about earlier about the you can only deep strike in your fucking deployment zone. Right. Like, you should be able to – I think deep striking anywhere is great because it makes lists have to build screen units. You have to have screen units. You have to maybe not have them and have a way of dealing with these people coming into deployment. But they still have a nine-inch fucking charge. Right. Not the the easiest fucking thing to make. Right. It's not easy. It's not easy. Um, I didn't didn't like the whole fucking moving again and then charging pretty much your whole army. That was pretty fucking stupid. Right. If you're deep striking nine inches away, then you get to move again and then assault. They charge 12 inches. Right. You could tie up a person's whole army. Or 3D6. A whole army. If If you're... Whatever deployment it's called, where it's the long boardage versus long boardage, or the little house, which is the long boardage with the points, right, right, yeah, against the other little house, like you can literally charge up somebody's like whole army, if not like a good sixty to eighty percent of it, with just moving again because you close that nine inch gap and then charge everything else. Um, I really agree with this one, but I honestly one hundred percent believe it needs to be this. Or the other, the beta rule that we have in effect. Like, we need to throw out the beta rule and just have this, or have this and, or have the beta rule and throw this out. Right. Because I, I don't think both of them is too much, in my opinion. Yeah. And I, now, I don't, like, back to what we were talking about, I don't think first turn charges are gone or anything, but I think this as a tactic and to the game health is, is too much. 
what I keep coming back to and why is it, there's so much red writing on my notes is it feels like all of these, there's a lot of core rule book rules that feel specifically targeted to my army to stop it from doing what it does well. And I'm already getting the nerf of zero to three. I'm already getting the nerf of no deep striking turn one. Uh, now I got it. The one thing I can depend on is moving fast, right? I but don't, I, I don't have vehicles, but I already think an a Tyranid army fully deployed all 2000 points of it because real men play at 2000 points. Yeah. Um, is way better than deep striking. Sure. And I could see that, but the thing is I like, let's say deployment for some reason turned out. How fast do you fly high, flying high parents go? 16, but I'm thinking things like gene stealers, right? So let's say I kept a unit of gene stealers back inside the little infestation node, for instance, turn two, I deploy them within that infestation node. So they come in from reserves, right? Before I could now use my, my swarm Lord to now hive commander them in the shooting phase to move in advance. Okay. Now the flaw about that theory is that you're using infestation nodes so you don't get shot off the board or whatever, and you still had your hive tyrants and stuff on the board, so you're going against a shooting army. You're already gonna throw your hive tyrants at them as they went across the table. Well what about what is in a shooting army? Let's say it was a, a like a, a really fast moving close combat another fast moving close combat army. Perfect. Because that's what I wanted you to say. You're you're doing it so your first the close combat unit can't come in and just kill you. Right. Cool. Then the infestation node you have six inch charge because they already charge the front line. Yeah. You deploy in such a way to where they have to charge you. Right. Right. And then in your infestation node, you're outside of nine, so they don't disappear. Right. So you, you deploy it ten inches or something away, and then you have backup guys away, and then they come out within six inches of it. Correct. Right. All right, so now you have a four-inch charge to this a unit that just is that you want to be in close combat with. Right. I don't. I don't. You just well, find I, a way around it. Right. I know you're finding a way around it. it. Just felt like some of these rules, like it specifically calls out my army. Like, oh, except for this, or except for that. It just felt like there was a lot of targeting that was unwarranted. But you're also a person that sent dick pics to fucking. I w. do send dick pics. They maybe they were targeting me personally. Yeah. Maybe they don't like my dick. They might be impulsed by it. Right, they might be repulsed by my deck. Repulsed. If they're impulsed Repulsor. by my deck, then impulsed. then they wouldn't be writing rules against me. They'd be trying. They'd send me love letters. <laughs> they'd be sending me beer and flowers. So anyway, thinking about my deck, I gotta pee. So we're gonna take a quick break, and we're gonna come back with some codex specific FAQ. What's up, veteran gamers? Andy here. Today I'm joined by my wife Tiffany. Heyo. And we're here today to talk to you about tech to you, tech to you. You want to touch me? Yeah, I do want to touch you. We're going to talk to you today about Sky High Comics. Everyone knows that Andy likes to shop at Sky High Comics for 40K. But my wife, Tiffany, she likes shopping there, too. What do you have to shop there for? Um, I go there for comic books. And I also shop there for Warhammer products. I get my AOS there. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You know, Sky High Comics is a veteran-owned and operated business right there in North County, San Diego. Now, Veteran Gamer, we like to support our local gaming stores. We like to support veterans because, of course, it's the Veteran Gamer. And we like to support cool dudes like Raul. What do you think about Raul, baby? Raul's pretty cool. Raul's a pretty cool guy. I mean, he's very knowledgeable about the products that he carries. He carries... Oh, Pokemon. I forgot about Pokemon. He carries Pokemon cards and 
deck boxes and magic, and he's really passionate about the stuff that he has there. And Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So if you're a nerd, if you're a neckbeard, you want to get your game on, you want to get your nerd on, check out Sky High Comics in North County, San Diego. You can check them out online at skyhighcomics.com. So then, ladies, back to the show. We're back. Uh, a pee felt good. That was a long pee. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're back. We're going to get into our codex-specific FAQs. We're not touching everyone's codex, but we're going to talk about our own personal codexes. To go through every oh, codex and talk about the changes would be an impossible task. Yeah, I was a, I was a bad co-host because uh, I didn't do no show notes. <laughs> well, you know what happened to your codex, right? Which is why we asked you guys on the Facebook page to talk about what hurt you guys the most. Um, what you liked about it, what you didn't like about it, and you guys came up big in the, in the, the Facebook. Um, keep showing up to the Facebook. Keep uh, interacting. We'll keep talking back. Um, it's a great. We've had some really good conversations there, actually, um, about some things. One of them was the FAQ. I know we had one back. I forget. I was too drunk. Who knows? <laughs> but we've had some pretty good conversations on the Facebook page. So thanks for, for hanging out there and, and talking with us. But to the yeah, code. Talk of- shit. Like it. Yeah. Call into the voicemail. Talk shit. Uh, ask questions. Um, Jeff Hesh and Daniel Katz are on there like all the time, like all the time. <laughs> yeah, Jeff Hesh makes my army look like shit. And, yeah, and yeah. Well, apparently, he got st- should he got stuck up or he got like almost robbed after an RT or something like that. Really? Yeah, he was talking about it. How he came out of an RT, he was doing feeling really good about it, and then he was leaving, and a bunch of guys tried to like rob him, and he was like holding all of his shit, so he ran and like dropped some models or something like that. Oh man! Yeah, you can't run, dude. That's why I told him roll two d six, interrupt the attack, and attack first. Yeah, just spend two CP <laughs> and interrupt. Spend two CP and attack first, bitch. <laughs> Very easy. If only that worked in real they, life. <laughs> they only heroically intervene, so they didn't charge. They don't have priority. Well, if they're trying to hold up a guy coming out of a freaking gaming tournament, they're not very heroic. Nothing but nerds there, man. True. <laughs> so, since you didn't do any show notes, I'll start off. Go ahead. I'll lead it. the way. Uh, the FAQ for Tyranids. Uh, we talked about the zero to three. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of this rule. I don't run spam anyway, so it didn't affect me. Not at all. Not one bit. I didn't care. I actually like this rule. I don't like spam myself. I don't think it's a good way to play armies. I don't think it's a fun way to play. I don't think it's a fun thing to play against. There was that tournament of freaking broadside. He had like, what, nine plague burst crawlers. That can't be any fun to play or play against at all. I don't know what your opinion on that is. Sorry, I was, I was trying to. <laughs> That's why I'm staring at God you. <laughs> nine plague burst crawlers. Yeah. There's that list at the broadside. That yeah, could... I did not want to play that one list because I didn't really know how I was going to deal with it. It doesn't look like it's one any fun to play or play against. And now he won a lot of games. Great. And he lost one. Yeah. Scenario. But still, like it doesn't look like I, I like the no spam rule because it doesn't look like any fun to play against. Like if you showed up to a table, say like say you showed up to game. I don't, with... I don't... I don't like that argument. Like there, there's, it's all the same. I know you don't like that the same, argument. The same thing you do to one unit is the same thing you do to all of them, and that's how you beat them. So if you fight, because in like Dan Hoosen's list, he didn't have no tree, right? Right. So he can't fall back and charge or fall right. back and shoot. So you just charge everything, right? 
Fall back. Cool. You didn't do anything? Thanks for falling back. Now yeah. I'm going to charge you again. Yeah. Oh, you didn't? You didn't charge? Cool. I'm just going to kill you in close combat. But I, I just, I, I didn't like spam. I, I just don't think. No, I'm with you on that. I don't like the whole fucking like. I don't like it. I think it's just bad for the game. I think it's, I think it's no fun. I think it's bad for the game. Honestly, that's just what I feel. And I like the change. Um, we're, you know, I heard some people say maybe we're going to end up back at a force org chart again. You know, which I, like that. I would not be a fan of, no. but I like being able to just target some limitations on a this data slate. Three, it's so easy. I mean, yeah. I really, really wish like I don't like the fart sound right here. Um, Army Tau, the <laughs> exactly like <laughs> I don't like them, but at the same time, it, it's kind of like, hey, everybody's zero to three, but you guys can only have one in every detachment. Yeah, they need an FAQ for that. They they need they need to at least put it on a. The even playing field to where they're, they're zero, zero to, to three. three as well, and then and then I'll be I'll be cool with it. Yeah, um, I, when I saw that one per detachment, that's the part that scared me because I was running hive tyrants in two separate detachments. Mm-hmm. I was like, one per detachment, I have to carry a whole third detachment to carry a third. Like, okay, that would kill my list. Like that would break my army at that point. Yeah, that would right? suck. And that, but, that's as I say. Like, even though I hate Tau, we all hate Tau. A lot of people hate Tau. That right. unless it was fucking uh, podcast, but. <laughs> But like, let's let's be real. Let's let's, let's be men, right? And it's like they should have the same restrictions because right now they have to carry three detachments. They have three commanders, right? And, and they're good, but they're not that good. It, it limits the way you can construct your army and take what you want to take. Go zero to three, so you can take a supreme command. Fuck it, I don't care. You want a supreme command? Cool. Take three commanders. They're not in the rest of your list. Awesome. Like I'm down with that. So they need an FAQ. GW they need an FAQ for Tau for. <laughs> it's not wet enough but it's the best i can perform right now you just gotta put it in there as a fucking audio i got it i'll, I'll, I'll figure it out um the points adjustments and this is where it hurts and i think this is where it starts to hurt people who did receive points adjustments um god damn like biovore is going up to 50 points for fuck's sake that hurt well biovores are dumb that hurt bad like and it's not you didn't get point you didn't get pointed that way because fucking they're amazing unit they just kill things it, it's it's a denial unit it's a unit that puts things out you shoot three times and miss three times you miss three times but you're still you're still interacting with the board state, yeah right you're you're putting three spore mines and if there's a really big unit you're putting three spore mines eighteen inches apart on your the opponent's side blocking the entire fucking like big ass 18 inch circle if not bigger because you have three of them and then on top of that you can do stratagems off of them because yeah. you can just give them whatever high fleet um right. or at least the high fleet that they came out of like that's a lot of tools like it, it's it's really good sure. for a tyranid player and it's very annoying it's not a tyranid it, player it, it's annoying i it's just it, like, like they went up a lot like they went up a lot um and then you know, the Hive Tyrants so went up. 55 each? 50 points each. 50 each. 50 points each. What I were they before? 36. 24? No, 14. 14 points. Yeah, I think it was 14 points. I think it was 36. Um, so they went up a lot. Um, that hurt. Like a lot. <laughs> um, 
Maybe, but I mean, maybe we I wasn't don't. spamming. I had two three man units or three two man, so I wouldn't consider that spam. They were still. I'm really like because you know I'm still like, building my Tyranids and stuff. I'm really looking at Hive Guard, like two units of Exocrines and then one unit of Hive Guard. I'm not a fan of Gunline. I know people love if you look at the stats, like on paper, right? Okay, but the things that made those units that I just named the Hive Guard and the uh-huh. the Exocrine, what made them bad is that you had these units charging you in turn one. Yeah, that's true. And you don't have that anymore. You'll be able to get you'll be able to get board control with your Gene Stealers and your Hive Tyrants flying out from from sure. the boardage. And then the Exocrines and stuff are maintaining the backfield blub- bubbles in right. the Hive Garden. And then you have these people coming down turn two, but they're way over there still dealing, dealing with the G-Series, and right. you shoot these guns. And, I mean, Exocrine shooting twice are no joke. I mean, two damage no. each. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at a list that has... They're a monster, yeah. and you can do that one strategy where they do one more every time you fail, so that's three damage each. Yeah. And if you don't know, the that stratagem, just, it just says shooting phase. Yeah. It doesn't say when, it just says, eh, shooting phase. Yeah. So you shoot, how many times does Exocrine shoot? It's heavy six. So if, if you don't, sh- if it's you heavy don't move, twelve, heavy twelve. So you shoot twelve times, fucking strength. Do you remember? I don't it's remember. Like seven, it's probably. been a while since I played Exocrine. Okay, yeah. so, so whatever strength it is, and then it's, I know it's two damage each because you killed fucking uh, bikes. Yeah. Every time I failed, so two damage each, and say a, a a unit failed or this big monster failed. I don't know four, right? Right. So that would be eight damage, but. You have this thing that just says in the shooting phase. So, oh, you failed fucking four. Cool. I just do this one CP stratagem. It's one CP, correct? Yeah. I remember. No, it's two CP. For no, the- two CP. The fucking do it, and then oh, you just taking added four damage. Twelve. You don't have twelve. Oh, for die. the extra damage. Yeah, I think it was two CP. I'll go back and look, but I don't yeah. do a lot of shooting, so. Yeah, but I mean, like that. Those little things, like the, I think that makes extreme really good. This FAQ makes them really good because they're not going to be charging first turn. Yeah. And they'll more likely get two to three turns of shooting. And, I mean, they're monsters. They can't be that easy to bring down. No, they're really tough to bring down. Yeah. And then if you use them in a detachment, if you have a spearhead detachment, right, and uh, you take those two with the hive guard, and then you take the detachment that just gives you uh, plus one to your cover. Jormungandr. No matter where you are. So it doesn't matter where you put them. You, you, you're you already at a two-up save because they come with a three-up save. They're a monster. They're probably T, what, seven? Yeah. T7. That's a wave servant, but with the two up save. Yeah. Yeah, you don't reduce damage, but you're T seven with a two up save instead of a three up save. Yeah. One of the things I've looked at too is putting them into a um a Kronos battalion or a spearhead, um, with hive guard, um, a malanthrope, and then sticking them all on top of a sky shield landing pad. Mm-hmm. So I, I get my plus one I get my plus one armor for being in cover. I get a fight up of invulnerable for being on the sky shield landing pad. Yeah, but when you have a two-up save, it doesn't matter. You have to be negative four to pass a five-up save. Right, but I'm just saying, if, if in, so, in the game right now, there's not many negative. Not many fours. things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's there's true. meltas and shit, but those meltas are going to be going after hive tyrants, honestly. True. But I thought if you put them up there and you stick them, stick a malanthrope on top of them, so now they're negative one to hit. Like I've covered every yeah, eventual possibility. Yeah, but then you're spending points that you don't need. That's like, true. It's just you're a two-up save and you're minus three. Oh, I'm back at a five of safe. Right. Now you're back at your invul. Right. If you're minus two, you're better. If you're minus fucking one, you're even and you're no minus, you're a fucking two up safe. Yeah. I don't I don't think it's needed at being the a, sky shield. A, a two yeah. up save is very fucking good. Yeah. Especially because I said that like they're gonna have to deal with those fucking hive tyrants first. Yeah. 
And then you just shoot the melters with yeah. the unit. So I've looked at a list with two exocrines, the hive guard, and a malanthrope stuck right between them. And then use an ass ton of fucking uh, gaunts mm-hmm. to like screen them out. Put a 30-man gaunt squad out there. I don't really think you need the screen, but sure. But I've, I've looked into these these options. Like yeah. I said, I, got, I haven't been able to look at the FAQ really <laughs> until this week. So I'm looking like, – every unit is available to me right now. Every unit's back on the menu, right? Just because I don't know – how the FAQ has fucked me. Um, and I think although I can't use a lot of the benefits, and you've talked about how you don't like Gene Stiller Colt because it's too random, I'm I'm considering it again. I'm, I'm making it a consideration. I don't like random. I don't like random either. And it, when I did play it those couple times, it didn't work out. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to try it again, right? Because they are one of the only armies that do get that turn one in your face maneuver, which for for your uh, for your turn is sure for the gene stealers. I could use it for the gene stealers, or I could use the the little cultist guys, the whatever they're called in gene stealer cult. I've, it's been a while. Um, the cult, you know, but they're basically um, guardsmen. They're conscripts essentially, but they're gene stealer cult. So they can come in and then shoot a bunch of shit. Because I don't have a whole lot of shooting in my army, so I thought, what would happen if I brought this in and did something with it? So I'm considering Gene Slur Colt again, but it's, it's the point costs that really hurt my army. If you were running eight flying higher turns, so then fuck you. You got what you deserved. <laughs> like you got what you deserved. Like anything, like the guy who ran all flyers, they FAQ'd the fuck out of that right away. Um, all characters, all the, the assassins, they FAQ'd the fuck out of that right away. You had to know. Yeah, if you're you if, you're, if you're building a list to exploit a certain rule, you should know that GW is going in some time is going to get to you. If you spent $800 building a new army around a fucking exploit, you got what you deserved. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. You got what you deserved. So, I'm not mad at GW for the 0 to 3. I'm not mad at them getting rid of it just felt like a lot of the FAQ felt highly targeted, and I think the 0 to 3 took care of the hive tyrant problem. Like you can't take eight of them. You can only take three of them now, right? They're also so no. So I felt the I, I points forgot, increase was to, unnecessary. I forgot to get to this. Uh, some you, you could still have nine of single units here and there. So guard have uh, squadrons. Uh, Carnifexes. Squ- Carnifexes. You could have nine Carnifexes if you really want. But like, <laughs> I, I looked at a nine Carnifexes. It's not bad. It's 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 interesting. Like the. There was that list at LVO that had like twelve flamer tanks. Yeah, he won't be able to have twelve, but he'll be able to have nine. nine. And then he has all those extra points for something else. Yeah, shield captains or fucking something, right? Because shield captains are actually pretty damn. Yeah, they're cheap. really good. Yeah, they're pretty cheap, cheap yeah. and actually really good. Um, so units that have the squadrons, the squadron you can take rule, can you could take things like venoms? You or, could take three. Yeah, right. And so that's something to look out. And they're not illegal. There, because it is a single uh, data slate. It's a single data slate, but, but once you deploy them, so once they're, they're deployed, then they act as individual units. Yeah, so Lehman Russes, those as a squadron. A T8, it's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, the reason I looked at Carnifex is because you can take the spore assist on it, makes them negative one to hit for ten points, uh-huh. and plus they're T7, so they're running around with negative one to hit T7 and like nine or eight wounds or something like that. I got, I got to do a, a. How many attacks do they do though? Um, it depends on how much stuff you put on top of them. They come with base four. Um, if I don't you, like it already. 
you put two sets of scything, uh, scy- uh, monster scything talents on them, they become five. Then you add the tusks, they become six on the charge. Then you add the bone mace, which is an extra attack, so that's seven attacks. Yeah. That's, that's really that's, fucking good. That's better. <laughs> yeah. Plus negative one to hit, and you put them inside of a Kraken de- um, detachment. So now they're 3d6 charging. It's 3d6 charge? It's, well, 3d6 take the highest. Okay. So they, I think they move eight or seven, and then it's 3d6, take the highest, then use metabolic overdrive on one, and he moves again. Right? You're not getting everybody to do that. And then you but, swarm lord one. And then you swarm, swarm lord another lord. one, right? And then you have uh, the... That's for all your tuned players, like, really think about lists that gives your opponent so many options. Yeah, I forgot says, about... Yeah, I forgot. This, this is one of the things I was thinking about for my new... Go ahead, finish up. Is it, when you're facing anybody, like... You're a tier list, so you're not going to be deep strike anymore, really. I mean, you can still keep a five tyrant off to keep your because there's one thing about keeping a unit off the board; it keeps your opponent caged. Like mm-hmm. he's he's like when I played my fourth opponent, um, he was playing with like these horses that were infiltrating for any deployment edge, and then he had he's a death corp, yeah, death corp guy, and then he had shield captains there in deep strike and. Like, the first two turns, I was very caged. I was making sure I was blocking all my fucking nine inches and because I don't want right. those guys in my fucking back zone. And then he came in turn two, because uh, he had Bob in turn. He came in turn two. And then after that, I was like, you have any more reserves? No. I'm like, all right, so now I can release from this corner. And then he gets the full force of my army because I no right. longer protecting things. Right. It, it's So it's one strategy to keep something into sh- Deep Strike. But what I, what, back what I was saying, like... You, as a tiered player, you give your opponent all these options. Like everything can kill something, everything's fast, everything can either charge and fall back and charge, or what have you, right? Right. Your opponent has to like, okay, what do I want to take, and then what things can I have to like try to kill? Right. Because there's two ways you're looking at it as as an opponent facing a tiered army. What can I kill? Like, what resources has to go into to give me the better odds of killing something? Hive Tyrant takes a little bit more because they have the four fucking invul. Right. But then a fucking Carnifex takes a little bit less because they don't have an invul. Right. From my, my yeah, they don't have one, yeah. Right. So, like, but they're T7 at minus one to hit. And if you don't have any way to ignore the minus one to hit, if you took the upgrade, like... It's I don't just, see a reason why I would never take the upgrade. It's just yeah. massive threat overload. And then it gives your opponent target priority problems. And then now they're now you're in a nutrition battle of saying like, okay, I kill this and this, you kill these three, I kill this and this, you fucking kill these four, I'm losing the battle. Right. And that's as a tyranny player, I think that's how it's how the tyranny codex actually was meant to be played because that really fits into the fluff. They yeah, just yeah. overwhelm you. Yeah. And I I honestly think tyranny players need to look more into that because I don't as a LR player like I want to kill things and when I'm not killing things and not getting ahead of the nutrition war that's very bad. For yeah, me. yeah. So one of the things I looked at now that we're in the new FAQ world is I have to consider one. So I played my list at broadside and one of the things I've been talking about is if I don't kill enough turn one and turn two the army falls apart turn three and turn four. Hormigants, gene stealers, they just die too quickly. It's if you don't kill the right units or if you can't reach the right units. Well, and that's the thing is in close combat, sometimes it can be hard to reach the right units. But, the, but that's. Let's say I don't roll good for my my attacks or uh, my opponent saves quite a bit and I spend my three commandments and attack again and the unit just didn't quite die, which happened. And it happens 
quite frequently sometimes. But that 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 goes back to the rules of the assault phase. Like you need to assault things knowing that you're not going to kill it or make it to where you don't kill it and then you're in close combat and they don't flee. Right. And it gives you that island to sit on for a little bit until the next turn but since you can fall back and charge, sure. which is so powerful. And then you charge the things that you If like they have all these things in the backfield in the corner of the board that like just you can't get to. Like, there's no possible way math-wise to get to, but they have these two units. Make it to where you charge both units and then circle one of them and then don't kill kill it because you stayed outside of the inch. Right. But because you did a charge, you can fucking pile in on it. And then on your turn, you kill them. Then you use a stratagem to move fucking again. And then you're like, hey, look, I'm an inch away from the things that could kill me. Right. That's a, that's the a little things as a Tyranid player that you need to, need to look at. Because, yeah. I mean, that's unique to Tyranids because you have that fallback and charge. Yeah. I mean, White Scars, too. Like, that's... I'm so glad fucking people don't play fucking uh, White Scars uh, Space Marines, really, because that fallback and charge is really fucking good. When it first came out, I said my favorite was White Scars because I was thinking about it from a Tyranid. We did the, the Space Marine Codex review, mm-hmm. and we were saying, what is our favorites? And my favorite was... I like white scars, but I was thinking from a tyrannid perspective, like they can fall back and charge again. And they have all those fucking not, guns. Not only that, they have fucking fly. So yeah. a lot of them can fucking fall back, shoot, shoot and, and still fly. charge. Yeah. They're like yeah. mini flying hive tyrants. Yeah. yeah. So I, I saw that. I was like, that's really fucking good. Yeah. You know? So I, that was my favorite. Um, the other thing I'm considering though, that I have to take in consideration is Drukari and stopping um, stratagems. Yeah, Drakari in himself is a meta changer to where you can't 100% rely because you're going to go against that black heart cabal somewhere. Right. And then be like, nah, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> so I have to start considering that there is going to be a Drukari detachment in every Eldar detachment that you see just to stop stratagems. I mean, even even think about Yonari, right? Yeah. We still keep our craft world. So as long as we have one unit in there that's Cabal the Blackheart, yeah. we're stopping stratagems. You're stopping three, stratagems. Three so... I have to take that in consideration. I rely on getting across the board quickly, right? So I often use the um, the double my advance move, mm-hmm. opportunistic advance, mm-hmm. right? That's something you're going to want to try to stop. Yeah. I would use that on my Hormagons before. Move nine inches, double my advance move. When I roll 3d6 on a Kraken, there's often that I'm moving like 22 <laughs> inches. Pretty far. Pretty far. Right? I did that a lot this tournament. People were like, holy shit, how far did you just move? Uh, 22. Can they charge? Not yet. And then I cast Onslaught on them. Okay, now they can charge. Oh, fuck. You know? <laughs> so I've considered taking Hormagons out of the list and putting um, Gargoyles in. They're like Gaunts that fly. So they move 12. Put them in a Kraken. Spend Opportunistic Advance. If you block it, that's fine. I still advanced... My three D sit my three D six pick the highest. So I move twelve. Let's say I get five, right on a three D on three D six, right? I just move seventeen. What are the odds I make that seven inch charge? It's a, it's a lot better than eight. It's a lot better than eight. But yeah. So by taking the gargoyles instead of the hormagons, I'm moving three extra inches in my movement phase. I'm over so if you do stop my opportunistic advance, I've now overcome that problem by three extra inches. I'm considering that. Not to mention they fly. So when I charge, let's say I do get really close. Now, the move, the first one moves the base to base. And if I make a long charge, the other ones fly right over. Yeah, but are you sure Onslaught? Because the stratagem says that you can't advance and charge. 
Or you can't move again, George. No, that is metabolic overdrive. So what are you using? Opportunistic advance. It doubles. Oh, the double. Right. So it doubles my advance move. uh, Metabolic overdrive allows me to move again at the end of my movement phase. Which is copying your last movement, correct? Right. So if I advance, basically. So say I have a, I use this often on Carnifexes, right? Or I could use it on the, um, like I often use the the Malanthrope. I get really aggressive with my Malanthrope. I move in advance of my Malanthrope, who's also cracking. Let's say he moves 11 inches. Right. Okay. I spend one command point for metabolic overdrive. Is the mountain throw minus one to hit even in close combat? No, just in the shooting. Oh, okay. It, it, the bubble is for anything in the shooting phase. So it's not in the um, assault phase. But what I do is I layer things like paroxysm, which makes you f- attack last no matter what. It's after every unit has been chosen to attack, then that unit can attack. And then I use things like the horror, which is negative one to hit in both shooting and the assault phase. So I stack these layering things of. I'm going to attack first and you're going to attack last to make sure that my close combat guys can do it. So, for instance, I take one step ahead, which is a Kraken Warlord trait, and I put it on my Malanthrope. I get him within six inches. So I pick a unit within six inches of the Malanthrope. And I say, at the beginning of the fight phase, this unit attacks first. Any fight phase, yours or mine, this unit attacks first. So that 19-man Gene Slayer squad, fuck yeah, they're attacking first. You ain't blocking shit. The, but if it attack first and if your opponent charged and then you have the same rules that your opponent gets a pick first. Yeah, once we get to the pick phase. Yeah. No, but if he charged, he gets to use one of his charging units right. first. Right. So if he charged, he uses the charging unit first. And then you get to go. And then I pick. So that's yeah. why I pick which unit. Like, okay, okay you would charge. Okay, you charge that Gene Stiller unit over there, right? Then I'm going to pick that unit over there to attack first. Okay. So you charge like three things, right? Just making sure you're not cheating. No, no, I'm not cheating. So I, <laughs> I pick and choose which one I use it on, right? So go back and look at that because when I played a Tyranid player, the other one I played at the Broadside Bash, he's like, oh my God, you taught me so much about assaulting with Gene Stills. I go, yeah, I've been, I've been studying it for three months trying to perfect it. You know, he goes, I didn't think about using any of this stuff. I go, yeah, consider using it because it's really strong. So one of the things is gargoyles. The other one is the Swarm Lord. Oh, Swarmy. Now, he's expensive. He is expensive, but look. I know he's expensive, but fucking you have a model on there that's minus one to hit T7? Uh, yeah, yeah. T7, three up save. You probably put Three up save in close combat. Four he's going to be one of the yeah. furthest things back on your deployment zone. Yeah. So, like, he'll be probably in some type of ruin or something to get cover. So, he may be a two up save. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, some tables don't allow that. Um, your opponent has to stretch to get them, and then if they kill him, cool, then you have all these stratagems that still allow your, like, that's the thing about Tyranids. Like, I do not think Tyranids are supposed to be deep striking at all. Like, you put everything on the board. Put everything on the board. And they I did have, a like, lot of that. I did a lot of that in Broadside. Like, I was only deep striking one Flying Hive Tyrant. Everything else was on the board. I'd get all within three inches of my Malanthrope and say, okay, go ahead and shoot at me if you want to. I was getting first turn, but I was just saying, you can go ahead and shoot at me if you want to. I've got negative one to hit and a four up and vulnerable. Go. And pick your target. And then on the deployment that you did, you were moving the Malanthrope first, right? And double double moving him? It depends on on the thing. So I'd move, I'd always move the Hormigons first. So that's a that's your mistake. You should always move the homer the the malanthrope, the minus one to hit guy, 
first because he flies, so he can't fly over everything. So you would move and advance him, then you use the stratagem to move him again, and then you'll be able to see where he's at. Well, the strategy happens then, at the end of the movement phase. You can't use it at the same time. Jeez. So, but you could. But what move I was him, doing is you could move him with an advance and then already know what his distance is and then measure it again. To well, what I was doing is I was just I was conga lining back a couple of hormigons. Yeah, because it's 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 so I did so I'd keep them back to get the negative ones and I would move and advance him right. So I made sure I just moved the like, the bulk of the hormigons went way ahead right, and I'd take like four or five and string them back. Uh huh. You know. Was it a big deal to lose four or five? But in you know now, what I'm looking at, adding the swarm lord, going back to what I was saying when I started was in my first and second turn, I was killing a lot. I just wasn't quite killing enough. And if I didn't kill enough, turn one and turn two. See, that, but I think that's where it comes in. Where the exocrines could come in and the and those. Well, that's why I've added the swarm guy, lord. The hive, whatever. Because sometimes I could get. The Hormagons and maybe one Gene Stealer unit could assault, and then maybe a Flying Hive turn. But yeah. now I could probably guarantee that one, and maybe now two Gene Stealer units make it because I have the Swarm Lord who's moving the the Gene Stealers again, right? I'm getting more killy turn one, right? I'm more killy killier, more killy killier on the killing. Yo, the yeah, yeah. So that's why the Swarm Lord is back in. He's back on the menu. He's a cool model though. He's a cool model. <laughs> Um, so that's why I'm putting him back in. And I think that's the, my biggest problem is I'm not like on the games where I have one, where I beat you, where I beat Hayden, I killed a lot turn one. Like I neutered your army. You didn't kill a lot. You just stopped a lot of things from shooting. Right. Well, I, and the, moving. Well, well, that's the thing with Eldar. If you stop me from moving. Well, that's the thing is I could get close enough. And that's what the Swarmler provides me is the ability to get to the places where I keep you from shooting. I keep you from moving or I kill a lot. Mm. Right. I played a Necron player over the weekend and I assaulted his, he had a giant warrior unit sitting right in front and some immortals and other things. And I was like, okay, I want to take care of this warrior unit because although they're not the most badass unit in the game, they do shoot quite a fucking lot when I'm close. <laughs> so that's the first thing I assaulted with my Hormagons. Like, I'm not going to kill this thing. I'm not going to destroy it because he's going to come back, but I'm going to keep it from shooting the entire game. And that's what I did. Yeah. He was falling back and attacking me in close combat, which is what he not wanted to do. And I'd be able to take care of the rest of his army by using just Hormagons. Well, that was a good use of my Hormagons. But I think I need to get Killier turn one. That's why the Swarm Lord is in. If you're using a unit to stop another unit from doing something, that's that's good enough. Because if yeah. your Hormagons did nothing but that, then that unit is doing nothing but moving. Well, the other thing the Hormagons did too is, is like I would... I could move so far and then assault. And I was probably on your objective that you were trying to hold. So I was gearing my team myself the bonus turn one. Hormogots are great at achieving the bonus turn one. That's the one thing I'm going to miss about them. There's a large like 29 man unit. Oh, you got a 10 man unit on there. Oh, I'm obsec too. Okay. I win. I have more units. I still think you can do it though. I think I can. I'm going to try the I mean, gargoyle. Granted some good, good charges, but I mean, I mean, gargoyles fly, so they can also fly over things. And that's the thing is, the gargoyles are there to, t to compensate for Jukari. I have to consider that, that I'm going to see it. Are, are uh, gargoyles troops, though? No, they're uh, fast attack. Hmm. But, they fly, but they fly, but they fly and they shoot. I haven't re-looked at a Gene list currently because I'm still trying to figure out my Eldar because obviously Eldar's first. Yeah, yeah. Me, but so they have this thing called Blinding Venom, too. So they make it to close combat and they kill just one unit. You're negative now one to hit. So say I multi-charge. Like one model, you mean? If I kill one model. Or one whole unit. One model. Okay. 
Now you're negative one to hit. Not for the just, rest of the game or for the next just, just, turn? Just the next turn. Okay. Or to the end of the turn. I think it's to the end of the turn. So the rest of the game. Goddamn. No, it's not the rest of the game, but to the end of the turn, right? So say I make it and I saw it with gargoyles and gene stealers, right? On something really badass, right? Oh, I want to kill those gene stealers. Well, now you're still negative one to hit the gene stealers, which is also not good. If you good. attack with the gargoyles first. Yeah, if you attack with the gargoyles first. Which you would always do, even though if he interrupts, right. then you're still minus one hit. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's cool. really good. It's cool. really good. So that's what I'm considering. I need more gargoyles, of course. Um, I think I have like 18 or 19 of them right now, but I would want like a 29, 39, 30 man unit of them. Are they expensive? Six points. Not bad. 20 something. That's that's a lot. It's 120 points. Yeah. They're a little yeah, more. That's not that. That's um, something that this, How the, fast they move? 12 inches. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> and they fly. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And you can, well, you can't. I don't remember if they're infantry or not. I think they are. No, they can't be if they've. Uh, infantry, yeah. I don't know. They might be. Yeah, I don't remember. I'll have to go back and look. But they're a really good unit that I've always wanted to bring back in. And now I'm considering it. So I'm going to give it a try. So, but I that's. Definitely, definitely a try. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, think, I, think, I think just to overcome the Jukari problem of, oh, you want to stop my double advance? Cool. I'm still moving 12. And then advancing up to six. That's an 18 inch move. Can they advance and charge? Not not until I get um onslaught. onslaught on them. Yeah. And then I keep a unit back outside of twenty four to cast onslaught on them. So that's our swarm lord. So freaking all you people out there that don't play Tyranids, make sure you're blocking onslaught. Onslaught's tough. Like you want to stop units that can't uh, you have to ask, what can advance and charge? It's just gene stealers. Yeah, I mean just that's it. innately in their in their uh data slate. So yeah, that's gene it. stealers. So if you want to stop, you gotta stop onslaught. So just stop onslaught on some things. That that's a good target to counter. That's why onslaught was on three of my models <laughs> when I used to take it. It's, I needed to get that fucking. Well, it was the same off. thing like when I played Broadside. It was a lot. Of, like I had protect Jinx on both of my fucking guys. Right. I mean, empower is really fucking good. So when I had my when I I put catalyst on one neurothrope, onslaught on another neurothrope, and they would move just slightly up and stay outside of twenty four, so I can cast onslaught onto my hormigons and catalyst onto a unit of gene stealers. Mm-hmm. You can't stop it because you're outside of 24. I always got it off. Fantastic. Great. It's always good to get it off. Yeah. I love getting it off. (laughs) Even when I'm by myself. You just always got to make sure you get it off. off. So that's how the Tiered FAQ affected me. That's how I'm thinking about going into the future with the FAQ. I'm actually, um, I paid uh, the List Doctor service. No shit. From the Brown Magic. Um, But I I decided to go with Matt Root. Um, since he single-handedly was responsible for the delay in the FAQ. Yeah, fucking jerk. <laughs> it's his fault we had a delay in the FAQ, like for reals. So he's single-handedly responsible for the delay in the FAQ and essentially the Tyranids smackdown and everything bad that happened to the Tyranids. Thanks, Matt Root. Um, <laughs> since he was responsible for that, I went ahead and said, you know, I'll pick Matt Root. He's currently the top ITC player for Tyranids. And I thought, who else better to have a conversation about Tyranids and Tyranid tactics than with the man himself? Yeah, he's a funny guy too. I, I'm, I've seen, I've heard him on other podcasts. Oh, really? Yeah, he's, he's fun. I I, be, I believe he would do well since obviously you're going to do a Skype call with him. Yes, I am. So I will not be there. Uh, it's a personal phone it, call, so yeah. I think you guys' mentalities will get along very well. Well, good. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for a good conversation. Because um, he asked me like, "What do you want me to do? Do you want me just to do just talk about your list, or do you want to talk about tyranid strategies?" in and of himself, and then I'll give you a list. I go, let's talk about Tyranid strategies and tactics. I think that'd be, A, more interesting to listen to, right? More informative, 
and then I'll get this list. And then let's say things in the list don't quite work. And I can, I still have the strategies and tactics that he's provided to draw from. Okay. What unit will fit that role? Like it'll give me a, a knowledge base to then build from is what I'm looking for. Plus you're pretty good at talking to people and a per- people person. So it'd be a lot better if I was there, if I was not there. Yeah. 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 Cause you just say <laughs> boobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah boobs but dark reapers dark reapers yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'll talk on a bike, <laughs> yeah, I'll talk on a bike. It's amazing <laughs> with amazing. a banshee mask <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. so that was the tiered at faq that's how it affected me we're gonna go on to ray um sorry bud uh, go ahead and put your dick in a pencil sharpener now uh because ray's gonna talk about some eldar yeah that's right yeah. i said film it because i want to see it i want to get turned on <laughs> <laughs> We're going right into it, or yeah. Do you want to do the pee, or I went for thirty-five minutes on Tyranids, which no, is no, I don't, I don't need pee. You need the pee? I'll, I'll probably pee after this next beer. We'll talk as long as until you need the pee. Mm. At a certain point, I'll turn off the recorder, and you'll just keep talking. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. So, Codex Epic, Codex Fuck versus uh, what the fuck? I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go over you know Inari and fucking Craftworld because I obviously bounce between both. I want all the space fairies. Give me all the space fairies. All the space fairies. So since I have the craft world, uh, I think I have the other one up right now. Do I? Do I? No, of course, because it took my other fucking page on my phone. Oh shit! That's Evelyn. Those are those are text messages. Okay, um, so I'm, I'm gonna go over the Yunari ones real quick because they're obviously a lot shorter. Shorter. They're shorter. shorter. We're talking about town now. <laughs> With those wet farts and the shorts. They're a lot shorter, right? So big change. Big, big, big change in the Army of the Reborn shit. Um, well, it's actually kind of confusing because it's like two. It's it's look at look how long that is. It's literally two long ass paragraphs about the Army of the. Every Reborn time I pee, I'm looking at something long. So no, you're not. That's because it's in a mirror. That's that's in a, a fucking uh, magnifying glass. So it's a funhouse mirror where it just yeah. gets really long. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I've called my dick is the funhouse. So. Fun <laughs> so. That, like back to what we were saying about soup not being gone entirely. Soup's uh, back on the menu. Yanari can still technically do it, depending on your definition of soup, because if you have a craft world, uh, okay. So I got digress a little bit. Uh, so Yanari is not pertaining to uh, Battleforge stuff. It doesn't count, but. You still need so you so to have a Battleforge Yunari army, you need to have all craft world, right? Be, so you're all sharing the the uh, the Sarian, right? Sarian keyword or all craft world keywords, right? They're all you know, uh, Alatok or whatever. Yeah, they still get them. There's nothing saying in in this this two page like basically half the fucking flack right here of saying that it's not. Counting as Battleforge. When you have to fill an entire page worth of magenta text just to <laughs> it's explain. Not, it's, it's a quarter of a page. If you have to explain the joke, the joke was not funny. If you have to spend an entire page filling it full of magenta text. It's not a whole page. It's like a quarter of a page. If you have to spend a quarter of a page <laughs> with magenta text just to explain how this works, it's fucking broken. You need to fix it. Okay. Right, I, I did get Continue. into it early in the show. So you need an entire Chukari detachment, Yunari, or or an entire uh, craft world, or an entire Harlequin. We were talking about this offline, but yeah. Were we? Yeah. Okay, we, we so, quite on. so you do need an entire Chukari uh, 
detachment to be a Battle for Genari, or entire craft world to be Battle for Genari, or an entire Harlequin to be Battle for Genari. You can't have Harlequin, Dark Eldar, and craft worlds in a Unari detachment and still be Battle for You are not Battle for That's the anti soup portion. That's the anti soup portion. Now, the now soup, we've deconstructed the soup. Now we're putting the soup back in. Back Go. in. So, Craft World. Everybody's favorite where we, Yanari takes different Craft Worlds because they still get the Craft World trait. So, you can have Sam Hain as your Autark guy. You can have uh, Uthui as your Guardian guys. And then you can have fucking Alatok and your Dark Reaper guys. So, you can put your Dark Reapers in your Alatok, your actual Craft World Alatok Wave Serpents. You can get the spear for your Altark, and you can still hit on twos with your Uthui Guardians. Okay. You could still do that because you are still Battleforged using the Asarian faction keyword. And you never lost the, the actual Craftworld keyword. Right. So there's the soupish part. Right. Right. Uh, Drukari can technically do it with the two Witch Colts and the Cabalites because you cannot have. Homoculus Covens, because they apparently don't like Yanari. They were mad at Yanari, so they didn't want to come over to the better side. Sure, I don't like you. Yeah. So you do death better. So you can have a detachment of witch witches, a big unit of witches, and then a big unit of Cabalite Warriors, and then Autark and a Succubus. Well, actually, an, an Autark or a Succubus, um, and some random ass other Cabal or Witch unit. And still be battleforging the Unari army. You obviously because you already lose the benefits of being those, so it doesn't matter about mixing them. Yeah, you lose their their codex. Their codex benefits for being benefits. all witch cold or all cabal. So right. it doesn't matter. You you gain strength for that, so you actually gain more. Right. You'll still get combat drugs because combat drugs is in the actual data slates. It's right. Not it's a data slate add on. Right. It's not an army, so you still get the combat drugs for your witches, which is really really good. That's what makes them good. You make them a plus one right. toughness. Right, outside of their own, they're, strength. Outside of their own, they're 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 and not that good. But when you add the combat drugs, now they're fucking amazing. And yeah. then on top of that, the combat drugs you can still use the stratagems on them to make the combat drags double. So you can still have which is a strength five. You can't have which is a strength six like you can in Drukari straight detachments, but you can still have which is a strength five, which is really good because you're wounding space marines on threes. That's really, fantastic. Really, really good. And it's just weight of attacks. Each one gets like fucking two attacks. Space Marine. Yeah. Uh, so that's that kind of deals with the soup part of uh, of the Inari. Still talking about the same fucking two paragraphs. It states we could talk about these two paragraphs for, for a very like, long like time. Infinity, and I, yeah. Like, so it says that if you've reigned the Vizarch and the Incarn is included in a detachment. All it says in a detachment, right? So those those words right there state that if you have two detachments that are Yunari that are battleforged, that one's Dr- uh, Drukari and one is Craftworld, you need one of these three characters in both of those detachments, and they're unique characters. So right, you have the Vizark in the Drukari one and okay. the Incarn in, in the, the fucking in the Craftworld other. one. That makes both of them Yunari. Uh, obviously, one of them has to be the warlord. You pick if you want to take Yanari. Yeah, if you want them to even be Yanari, otherwise you wouldn't be Battleforge because Eldari doesn't count as a fucking uh, Battleforge option, and that's the only thing that the three characters carry is Eldari, and then they obviously carry Yanari. Those are the only two keyword faction keywords that they carry. So they have to be the warlord to be giving you Battleforge. 
so that that is something that I think some people missed is that they have to be in every detachment. Every single detachment that you consider Yonari, they ha- there has to be one of those three. Good thing in the competitive sense, there's only three detachments. But in characters alone, it's close to 500 points or maybe a little bit over 500 points for those three characters. Because the Incarn itself is 300 and something points. I built a, a brigade out of just, and just in the HQ I had 800 and some odd points. Swarm Lord, two Hive Tyrants, a Malanthrope, and a Brood Lord, I think I put in there, or a Malanthrope. That's a lot of points. It's 880 some odd points. So but don't we give also me... said the brigade's gone. <clears throat> we said the brigade's the gone, but. The reward is not there. Right, it's not there, but it's just like, don't talk to me about how expensive HQ choices are. The Swarm Lord, two Flying Hive Tyrants, a Malanthrope. That's like, that's like 500 points right there. That's 800 and some odd points. It's well, 300 points. I, 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 get, I get what you're saying, but you're still going to factor in the Altar. You're going to take the Farseer. You're going to take the right, Farseer is 135. The Altar is 100 and... But look at all the benefits you gain for those 500 and some odd points. I mean, we were. Thinking, I don't know if we were talking about this on or off because I'm drunk at this point. Good show. Um, <laughs> but you gain so much from just adding that Yanari keyword. You know, yeah, you don't get the craft world bonus, or you don't get the battle focus, or whatever. But but we're still we're still getting into that. We're we're barely on the first paragraph. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so if then you the have sec- to use a quarter of a page. To- <laughs> the second part of that that paragraph states that you know it's just the homunculus covens you can't take, which is actually kind of bad because I would have loved homunculus uh, the troops units that they have because they come back just like tired of traitors. That would be amazing in an Inari detachment. But good thing. You know, they're not a part like, of them. Talk to me about the Hamakitas Covens. Like, what like, what are those units, like, how big can those units get? The Hamakitas Covens, I honestly don't know. You'd have to honestly look here. I'll look at it while you're uh, doing your thing. So, the Hamakitas Covens, you can't use them in Yanari. We all know that. You can't have an Avatar of Cain in an actual Yanari detachment and a Mandrake or a Drazor. Now, it doesn't say you can't take this in your army. It says detachments. So of your two detachments, if you have two detachments, that's Craftworld and Drukari, and then you have one detachment is one of these two factions, you Holy could shit. take them. Hold on. If a model has – this is a mocking comment. This is a session. The invulnerable save conferred by its insens- <laughs> insensible – yeah, that's the insensible to pain abilities increase the four up. It's a four up invulnerable. Yeah, that's my favorite of the homophobes. Yeah. <clears throat> like that's crazy good. Uh Subtracting one to leaderships if you're within six inches, like leadership. Don't like that one. Well, against demons, it's good. Well, you're just adding this. Yeah, but the but plus one to invo is the 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 one that's going to mostly be an improved armor penetration characteristics. Hmm. I mean, you want to survive build with them like this. So the plus the four plus invo, and the reason why that one's the best one in my opinion is because that's always going to happen. You're always going to have a four pinball. Always. There's nothing that can take that away. So when you take the obsession, you have to pick one or you have to pick one of those. Two. Oh, okay. But still the four pin vulnerable. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like a four pin is really fun. Good, it's really it, it can never good. get taken away ever. Like the leadership one comes in effect here and there. And then the AP one comes in effect actually here and there sometimes as well. Like a minus one or minus nothing. And they have a five up save. God, a raider has a four up and vulnerable save. No, a raider. No, you need to look. Homunculus Coven. Okay, yeah. So yeah. You so can... a raider has a four up and vulnerable save. Sure. Wow. Venoms have a four up and vulnerable save. No, they're Homunculus Coven. Okay, yes, they are. 
Yeah, but I don't look at them because I, I play in art, so I can't use them anyways. No, uh, I use an attachment. It's items. a shame that Talos paint engines aren't like a big thing because they're like the coolest models out there. They're actually really, really good. Are they? Yeah, they are pretty good. I, I played against them. They're pretty annoying. So then getting into the second paragraph that I told you about, the the three characters have to be in each attachment. That that um, is a kind of a nerf because you never had that. You just need a warlord to be your uh, char- character to make them all Yanari. Those are the guys. Those are the yeah, the racks. That's what I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Um. Then you had... So they obviously lose, you know, Ancient Doom, Battle Focus, Rise of Crescendo, uh, Power from Pain. They gain uh, whatever. But the thing that's kind of I'm up in the air about is that the detachment is considered to be a Craft World, Harlequin, or Drukhari detachment. And so can use Craft World, Harlequin, or Drukhari stratagems, Warlord traits, and relics. And that's where it's like, what? Because it both both codexes of the Craft World and the Dark Eldar, Drukhari, yeah, Drukhari, We don't know about Harlequin. Dark Eldar. We get to call Dark Eldar. Dark Eldar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you go to the Warlord traits or you go towards the relics, they say specifically like Craft World. You know, the craft the Craft World one was done a little bit later, so it's a little bit less uh, specific. But the Dark Eldar one specifically say Drukhari characters. So is this is this saying that if you take the Vizark in in a Drukhari detachment, he can have access to Drukhari relics? The way I read it is you got access because you don't share the same keyword. So if you're not sharing the proper keyword, you couldn't take it, right? So I thought you got the g- g- generic. We talked about this offline that, that you would get access to the generic warlord traits and the generic. Just the generic shit that's in the codex that isn't um, craft or um, keyword specific. But you may be reading this differently than I am. Yeah, but which I was reading it that way, right? And I was like, oh, you just get whatever. But the Inari character has to be, has to be your warlord. Has to be. There's no ifs and way around it. He has to, your brain, the Vizarg, or the Incarn has to be the warlord. So they have to have a warlord trait, and this is saying that they can have a warlord trait from those books. Okay, so let's go to the Jakari ones. Yeah, the Jakari ones more specifically, Croft ones a little bit more vague. If you look up here, if a detachment character is your warlord, uh, it just says, see right here, Jukari character. That's what throws me off, right? Right. But your warlord to be your Nari has to be your warlord. And then this is saying you still get a warlord trait. Right? Obviously, you wouldn't be able to... I'm not saying no stretch of my mind. You're able to get a Cabal, Witch Cult, or Homogulus Coven warlord trait because they're over here. But I'm saying the generic warlord traits, I'm I'm 99% sure they can still get those. Oh, yeah. The way I read it, you get the generic ones. Not, not the obsession specific yeah because they don't have an obsession right they are considered that wherever your warlord's in and they're considered that they essentially gain the keyword without the benefits of the keyword right they get the so they become either they don't gain the keyword is i I guess i'm saying this wrong because i'm drunk but um they become a drukari character at that point with the yanari keyword by going into that so they get access to because uh, they are considered to be a craft world Harlequin or Drukhari detachment. 
Yes, you would get the the generic. Generics. The generics. So which, I haven't fully dove it, into them yet to see well, what they. Well, generic ones are usually pretty crummy, like in and of themselves. Nah, they only usually affect some good ones. And they the only usually one. affect the warlord, right? And it's like the warlord gets plus one to attack or rerolls this to that or um, the reroll. Oh, here's one. Here's a good one. Uh, the warlord always fights first in the fight phase, even if they didn't charge. Yeah, but the. The craft world ones, you can't shoot Overwatch at them. So you have an incarn that you can charge anything within twelve. You have the uh, Yavrain as plus one wound, so she goes up to seven wounds with a six up final pain. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I mean, none of them need the sniping character ones. They can have the one where within six inches they give every Eldari unit on in combat on a six, they get plus one to their damage. Yeah. Like there's, so I haven't really looked at the card one, so I can't like but, sl- but name off things. It, but there's, it, historically, the generic ones have not been that fantastic, right? In the, other craft, LR and dark LR get good ones. Well, Eldar gets everything that's good. Yeah. Cause we're better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that is my one thing. I've, I'm leaning to more of the side that they do, but it's obviously the generic ones. Obviously, the craft world ones, you don't get the yeah, specific craft you, worlds, but you get the generic ones. Because you don't have the keyword. So well, you, you don't, don't have the craft world keyword, but you are considered craft world Drukari or Harlequins. Right. And we don't know what the Harlequins are going to be. Harlequins may be crazy. They're going to be fucking insane with their close combat and getting into combat. They're going to move crazy good. They're going to attack a lot. They're going to fuck a lot. They're going to yeah, drink a lot. Our type of people. Yeah. Our type of people. Yeah. So there, so that was the big thing. So there's still soup there, but there's not soup there. It's it's kind of like a mild soup. It's yeah, kind of, it's kind of like a, yeah, a Yanari. Yanari is designed to be the soup because they're trying that, to assimilate but that's, all but that's of the, the thing. I've been trying to come like even on all the Facebook pages. Like that's that is Yanari. That's what they are built around. It is a bunch of fucking elves coming together that don't believe in their old ways, and they believe in the god of death now. Yeah, and they're not a fear to death. That's them. But it's. It's fluffy as shit. Yeah, for the people, but like it does make some weird. You have you have to you pay some penalties for it. Like you lose your. Yeah, you take penalties. You take some penalties, but you know, the bonus maybe Alatok, which you're not minus one to hit. Right. It's, it's big. Minus one hits real big. That's big. That's big. But you just take an Alatok <laughs> detachment that's negative one to hit that doesn't have Yanari in it. And then you still take the wave servants and the Alatok detachment, so the yeah. wave servants still minus one to hit, and you can still put the Yanari. In the Wave Serpents from the Alatok detachment, as long as the Yanari still kept the... If you still gave them the the Alatok. So the Dark Reapers, like I said in my example of, mm-hmm. of the three different craft worlds, the Reapers will still go into the Alatok Wave Serpent, so they're still minus one to hit Wave Serpent, which is really hard to bring down. Yeah. And then that's that's their survivability, and then they come out and shoot the Come shit out, out, turn one, and shoot the fuck out of everything. Yeah. And then that kind of leads into the second part of the FAQ, because that's specifically the word of the phoenix power yes this is a big one that makes dark reapers so fucking good yeah is before it used to go off on a six which i mean in all reality was was a five was it came a five was a five because the the incarn the no not the incarn the rain was the one casting because she has plus one to cast gw obviously heard 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 me obviously only I was saying it. And James Carmona talked about it. Yeah. Sure. Whatever. They listen uh, to the show. Yeah, whatever. They listen to our show. GW they listened heard to the me. show. And uh, Word of the Phoenix went from power level six to power level eight, which obviously is respectively 
seven. Becomes seven, so becomes 50-50. Because the one that's going to be, yeah. It's, I suck at rolling seven, so I probably <laughs> would hardly get it off. But It's terrible when you hardly get it off. It's 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 bad, you know? It's bad. But Talk to the guy who puts his dick in a pencil sharpener. Yeah, he he probably hardly gets hardly it off. Hardly gets it off. I mean, that was very painful. And, and pencil sharpener's an atom. It can't say no. <laughs> no me too with a pencil sharpener. <laughs> So that, that that's his flat, you know, to cast Soberus on the Psychic Phase cost uh, eight. There was no range changes. It's still 18. Still still really good power. I think it's, I think it was uh, valid in their nerf. Um, perfect. It's a really good power that that was, was too easy to cast. It was really good. Really, really good. Like, now, there is a small... FAQ, which is I found very interesting, because if you heard about one of our recaps, I was talking about custodies and how they charge in your phase. Custodies, right? Now I don't know. Maybe this doesn't really pertain to that, but the question is: is it's on the third page? The question is: is 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 the it's on the third page? If I use a Solbris action to charge with a Yanar unit outside of the charge phase. Can my opponent charge, perform? Can my opponent's characters perform a heroic intervention after I have made a charge move with a unit, with my unit? Answer: No. So this is an out of charge phase. Even though the Inari keyword, when you do a sober says, says you charge as the charge phase. Okay, so this says if a custodies charges no, no, no. in my so so i'm this a, is th- that still happens in the soul phase and i was getting to that so this is yanari can happen so if i kill something in the shooting phase i can have a unit charge outside of the charge phase right right but it charges as the charge phase so you still do overwatch and all that bullshit and then they charge uh this ignore- is really good if you want to take down a uh, a unit you know um, in their phase, like you want to assault the yeah, unit, you like still a, like, don't attack. Like, a, like it's but, very important to know that you don't attack. You don't in attack, the but you phase. just charge. So you, you touch, charge. you touch the unit. Touch the unit. Yeah, so this is good. This is really good. Yeah. Um, you cannot uh, do a heroic intervention because they charge outside of the charge phase. It still does not change the custode one because the custode one happens in the charge phase. They just so if it's your turn, Andy, and I was a custode player, right? Anthony um, did this to me. I charged, and he then he had charged. And then you you go to do your charges or whatever, and then you didn't charge said unit, and there and the custodian is still within twelve inches of something. They can get, I spend these command points. I'm going to charge on your turn. It's still the charge phase. So okay, you charge. I or I was a custodian player, so I charge. You, as the permanent of the actual turn, can still heroically intervene, intervene because it was in the charge phase. And your opponent finished all their charges. Right. So I just wanted to clarify that that this kind of like gives more light God, on it. I didn't think about that. That's yeah. really good. So let's say I declare all my charges. So when does the custode thing happen? Uh, at the end of my I don't charge know exactly phase. Exactly when it happens, but it happens in the charge. It's at the end of my charge phase. I'm pretty sure, right? At the end of a charge phase. So if yeah, I charge. Yeah, the charge because you got to remember charge <clears throat> the the assault phase is not the assault phase anymore. It's the charge phase, then the pile in phase. And then the attack the fight, phase. The fight phase. And then the pilot phase again. The fight phase and then consolidate phase. Yeah. So there's many phases to the assault in, like, general. And pay attention to this, folks, because there is a lot of shenanigans that get played in each one of these phases. Yeah. The, the assault phase is 
the I don't care what anybody says. The soul phase is very, very fucking powerful. Very powerful. There's so much free movement, dude. There's times where I charge people and go the other way to just hold an objective as long as I get one model within an inch. Spend two command points if I'm a tyrannid player. If I'm outside of three inches at the end of the fight phase, I can now move and advance again as if it was my movement phase. Yeah, it's it's really good. So those instead are- of consol- so it's actually it's in the consolidation phase. So instead of consolidating, I can move and advance because that happens in the consolidation phase. So those were the three magentas of the Yanari. Very, they're they're very key. They're very important. Army building, yeah, uh, power, and then uh, clarification of movement. Very important. And then it goes to the craft world. You want to take a break real quick? Okay, I told you. You talk. You have to pee. He's got to pee. So we're gonna stop talking. Do you believe the emperor protects? Or do you believe a false god sits on the golden throne and death to the false emperor? Regardless of whether you're a loyalist or a traitor, go to www.flyingmonkeycon.com www.flyingmonkeycon.com is Kansas' biggest wargaming convention with Warhammer 40k, Warhammer Age of Sigma, Kings of War, X-Wing, Horus Heresy, Narrative Events. It promises to be an amazing event set on the river of Wichita, Kansas at the Drury Inn. Get your tickets soon, the weekend of June 22nd through 24th, right here in the air capital of Kansas. See you there. Pete, we flipped you off. You were you were reading some magenta, magenta goodness, magenta goodness. It's like a character in Rocky Horror Picture Show. Magenta goodness, magenta. I saw Black Panther yesterday. Did you? Yeah, it was great. Where'd you see it's it? Interesting. At the the mall. Oh, it's still playing there. It's still playing. There. I have to see it before. Um, yeah, that's what Heidi wanted to do. She wanted to. See I have to see. The, I have to see it before Wars. Infinity War. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty good. I feel like there's some tie-ins that's going to happen. I'm, I'm missing the. Yeah, yeah I haven't seen it yet. It's pretty good. It, it was in- interesting. It was my eyes were burning the whole time. I don't know what the fuck was going on. But uh, okay, back to magenta writing. Was it not enough white people for you? Your eyes were burning. That's oh, really racist. You racist piece of shit. My eyes were burning. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't dispute anything. My eyes were burning. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fact. Yeah. This is a spec. Um, Racist piece so of small, shit. Raider small Ray. little FAQs to craft world the best fucking faction in all of 40k is that war. So the altar can uh, still or regain CPs when it's alive or when it's on the board. Yet the question was staying that if you're if you're a battleforge army and the altar is obviously your, your warlord, which won't be in your Nari armies, but in Crawford armies, he's usually always a, a warlord. He gets to get back command points on a six. Now, there's stratagems that are used before the game. Hence, uh, in this question, the examples were used Cloud Strike, Webway Strike. Does the Autar get to use those uh, command points? And it says yes. But if your Autar is on the, on the board... So obviously you deploy your Autark first. Deploy your warlord first. You deploy him first, and then, then you use you get Webway him back. Strike. Yeah. So 
I don't know if that was a big contention thing, but yeah, you get those back. Um. Oh my god, there's so 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 many. You might have to edit some shit. I'll edit nothing. Why not? Even the part on the camera where I picked my nose. I'm not editing that out. Just <laughs> gonna own it. I picked my nose. All right. Uh, if your army is led by a Harlequin Warlord, for example, and I have a detachment of a Craftworld unit, can I use the Treasure of Craftworld, which allows you to get a different, uh, more than one relic past your first one for free? Yeah. One or two, uh, two, one command point or three command points. Can you give a character in the Craftworld detachment a remnant of glory? The stratagems, yes, because you still have access to those stratagems. That's the Craft Cross Craftworld references or right. Cross Codex. I'm talking about references. So you soup. Can, you can still. It's, it's back not on really the menu. soup. It's, it's their allies. It's back on Pe- the menu. People forget that there was allies, and that's what this is pertaining to. You still get allies in Eighth Edition. It's just in the, the detachment forms. Um, I could see people spending command points to give relics, like before. Well. I think that's kind of a good question to ask, and that's why I kind of went over it because the Harkland Codex is going to be coming out. I thought this was a good one because I thought, you know, with the increased command points, like, what do you spend all those extra command points on? Could I spend it on, you know, more command point rerolls or another stratagem? But one of the things I was you thinking about was three command points to stop stratagem. Three, yeah, there's that. You get to do that more times. <laughs> um, but one of those was like, there's you know, 13 of them. So that's what? Three? Oh, one, two, three, four, six, eight, nine. Four. Four 12. times. You get four different turns. You can stop stratagem. Yeah. Or four different um, phases. Or four different phases, yes. Because you got to remember that, too. It's the black It's heart. per phase. It's per phase. It's so good. per phase, right? So, so it's not just per turn. So you block my... And I'm all about... Double my advance. You block my... Attack again. Attack again. You mm-hmm. block my command point reroll. You block my... And the morale phase is a different phase than this, any other phases, so you can stop morale yeah. too. Yeah. Yes, I'm probably going to be out of command points by then, but it's going to be <laughs> yeah. so crippling. Top of turn one, raise out of command <laughs> points, but I didn't do shit. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty but, much game over. But getting back to it, I was like, I could spend, you know, I could see, this. I think every codex at this point has one where you spend one command point to add an additional relic or spend three command points to get two additional relics. If your relics were good enough, like doesn't Thousand Suns have one where you pick a unit up off the board and you redeploy them and it's a it's a relic, yeah, yeah, that you get that and it's it's some it's some crystal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying like before you may have not used this crystal because it just wasn't fitting in your army, but now Which, by the way, if you're chaos and you're Thousand Suns, you have that attachment in there, you can do that and still have a unit nine inches away so charge. Yeah. So stop your fucking bitching. Like. I could see people using the these now extra command points to use these extra relics. And uh, Zang- I'm considering Zangor's it. are a thousand suns, so uh. yeah. <laughs> I pick you up off the board. I put you down nine inches away. Now I assault you on yeah. Turn one. Turn one. Eat a dick soup. So for Norman out there, that's what I was fucking talking about and answer you because I knew I was going to talk about it on this podcast. You can do that. Four thousand sons. Norman, send me your address so I can send you the command. I I still forgot to send Jeff Hesh's fucking models to him. They're sitting right there. What I a, see them right there. What a jerk! Dude. I'm an asshole. God. But hey, send me send me your address and then so I can. Also That's send for you some the podcast. We say you win things. Don't send you shit. It's sitting here. I'm holding on to it as ransom. <laughs> <laughs> if you want these models, meet me at. <laughs> 
Send uh, money to. Uh, another magenta thing was that the if Psychers cast Quicken, can you advance? I never knew this was a issue. It says move. So yeah, you can advance. The answer was yes. You yeah, because the advance happens in the movement in the phase. Movement phase. So like I don't. It's not the shooting phase. I don't understand what the big deal is about that. So yes, you can do that. Because people were still thinking it was seventh edition. Because it said move and not advance. And remember, people will rules lore these things. Rules as written. You said you could move. You don't get to advance. Like, but the advance happens as the move. It just adds extra to my movement. That was FAQ'd a long time ago. And then it goes, another uh, magenta one was uh, using a stratagem called the Supreme Disbane. It means that on sixes to hit, you get uh, more, you get to attack again. So for every six, you get to roll those dices again and then to get more attacks. Sixes confer additional hits. Yeah, exploit hits, but those hits don't get more hits. More hits, right. So if you roll two sixes, you roll two more times. If they hit, that's fine. If they're two more sixes, it doesn't matter. They still hit. You know what that's I missed it. from back in the fifth edition was... Exploding dice. Was, um, exploding yeah, dice exploding was fun, dice dude. was fun. Um, Furioso Dreadnoughts. Oh, fuck those. those Death things. Company Furioso Dreadnoughts with the Blood Talons. Yeah. Sixes conferred additional hits. And it was infinite. Yeah. So you would roll you know, a bunch of attacks and hit a bunch of sixes. I watched my buddy roll... Jeff, my, my 40K daddy... <laughs> He, I watched him roll 30 hits with a Furioso Dreadnought on some orcs and kill an entire orc boy unit, which is one Furioso Dreadnought. one pissed off Furioso Dreadnought. He was furious. <laughs> that, that is great, but that's that's forging the narrative right there. I, 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 I just missed that. I wish they would bring that back because, you know, sixes think, is not like unless you're Hayden, sixes is not like a common thing. Not at a tournament. Yeah. But like. I, I think exploding six. There's nothing wrong with exploding six, but I think in this edition there is ways to exploit it though. Because there's like, if I had exploding sixes on my autark, I would. There's a power that gets plus one to hit. I would give that to him. So on fives or sixes, he's exploding, and then five or sixes, he's exploding, and on and on and on. It'd That's be, really good. Well, and, and he rerolls ones to end the exploitation. You just say the natural six because they have that out there. See on a natural a roll, roll of, a six. of a six, like before before modifiers. A roll of a six, before yeah, b- modifiers. before modifiers. Yeah, I guess you could do it. I, I I think it's so fun. Like getting those is amazing. I think that'd be fun. Uh, amazing. Yeah, it's fun. I think it's it's fluffy. It's fun. Like even if you're on the receiving end of it. So GW, I know you guys listen. Bring back exploding six. But if just, you, but just make it on like what Andy said. Just make it on a natural roll of a six. Right before modifiers. So before modifiers on a roll of a six, six is correction. Before modifiers. Before modifiers. Right. Like we say it on other rules. Even if you were on the receiving end of that, if you watched one dreadnought hit like thirty six times, that'd be amazing. Like you, it would suck. We'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> like this is crazy. <laughs> How many sixes will he roll? Like I think that would be fun. Bring it back. Yeah, so it's using that strategy, Supreme Dis, uh, Disbane stratagem, and then using the Karandis uh, special rule that Scorpions within, uh, I can't remember, I think it's six inches, but on a roll of a six, they get an extra attack. So, But if you use both of them, so if you have Karandis and you use the stratagem on the Scorpion unit that's attacking, you actually get two attacks, which is cool. I'm glad they said, they didn't say no, they said you would get two additional close combat Attacks using this weapon against the same target. I mean, 
how often will it happen? Not very many. Most people don't use striking scorpions. They're not bad, but like you know, when the when the codex first came out, you were saying, "Look at the striking scorpion. Look at the that's fucking good." Yeah, but there's just just other Strength things that are four. better. Yeah, there's uh, just things better. Just other things are better. Like but that's, the, but that's always Eldar's problem. All their things are good. Just there's just things if you that are took better. striking scorpions and put them in someone else's codex, people would be like, "I'm spamming striking scorpions," you know? It's. But the FAQ does hurt them. They can't strike turn one. Yeah. Which is one of their benefits that they used to have. That was really, really good. I like them. I think they're good. Yeah. So this one, this one was a cool little one because I, I was. If I were gay, I'd play Eldar and play Striking Scorpions and play Eldar all the time. Yeah. Sorry, you can think I'm just gay. if I was gay. Yeah. You can think I'm gay. I just like winning. Well, I make you gay. I just like winning a lot. Uh, <laughs> I just like winning a lot. So, you know. You. <laughs> you know, you know. I was telling you about when the broadside was coming. I was looking at different options, and I knew this FAQ was coming. I thought Dark Reaver was going to get a far worse mm-hmm. uh, nerf, but cool, they got what they got. They did yeah. get more expensive. It's like three hundred fifty-five points for a ten-man unit with a with a tempest launcher. But so, they're still so good. They're still really good. They're they're still, so I'm not. I'm good. not. I'm not saying they're bad. They're, 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 they're just. So they're just more expensive. The but I I told you I was looking at uh, fire prisms. And yeah, yeah, the link yeah. fire stratagem that you can for one command point, you get basically reroll everything. Yeah, you get guide and doom for one command point. Not bad. Whatever one. The it's question you have was a million command points because now. and it they they will say that channeling off the one that you pick. Like if you pick this guy, you channel it was one this one beer can right here, and these other three beer cans can channel off this guy to shoot this target that's right here. No matter what the range was from these three over here that that are not the one that you picked the way you could read that is that because you know character rules is the closest enemy unit but this is like a unique thing that you're channeling through this one so that's what this question was about is that if i'm link fire stratagem through whatever through the one that i picked and that one that i picked one inch away from a character can my other uh fire prisms channel through that to still hit that character yet they're not the closest Obviously, that's not because they're like way in the corner or something. Right. The answer was yes, and that is crazy. You can fire prisms are no fucking joke. But they that's can, like it's like you're drinking a beer three inches away from me, but I can channel that alcoholic energy into myself and get drunk too. Yeah. So there's that's a, great. That's fantastic. There, there's a so the linked fire stratagem. It says nothing about. Being able to shoot, it says nothing about minus the shoot, nothing. So you can move these tanks still move sixteen inches. So you can move sixteen, advance. You know you could advance six inches, go twenty two inches, be an inch away from a character, pop the stratagem, channel through that one tank. Yeah, that one tank won't be able to shoot because he advanced, but those other two to three, whatever's channeling through that, are doing fucking. 2d3 strength 9 fucking decent on that damage. character yeah that's providing buff bubbles that's and negative four that's really good yeah. it's it's i mean it's a lot of points into doing that but it's really but good. if you need to assassinate that one character like the tally man yeah and also those tanks are shooting twice because they didn't move yeah <laughs> like if you needed to assassinate that one character turn one like the tally man. <laughs> yeah, tally man. Tally man's very important. Like, we, fuck we, that motherfucker up as talk, fast as you can. We talked about broadside. This is very fucking important to get that guy down. You're gonna see the tally man everywhere. Like, he's gonna be everywhere, and those fucking plague drones are gonna be everywhere. And now, when, so, 
back to the broadside, like the when they didn't have Tallyman up, we're not killing Way Serpents. Like they're up saves, they were getting very little wounds, whatever. Once they got the Talonman up, they just fucking mow through a fucking wave serpent because they got enough strength. Yeah. To where they were hitting a lot more, and I was just felling saves. Yeah. So there, there was that little magenta writing, magenta goodness. If, yeah. I, I. So the fire prism is something I would see. You know, you're going to see Nurgle, right? Oh, Nurgle's really good. They have, we talked PW about it. Has a hard on for them, right? We now. talked about it when their codex came out, right? I talked about. They got so many fucking rules. Yeah, they got the rule of seven. Every fucking data slate got at least seven fucking special rules in it to make them good because, well, they got new model sets. We had to sell these new models. We gave them every fucking rule in the book to make them fucking amazing. And, of course, the FAQ didn't touch them. And then there was some Well, they got touched a little bit because you could only use the greatest and ignore a wound Mm -hmm. and not multiple. Oh, Jesus, come back to the rest of us with your fucking five up and vulnerable. (laughs) Which is still, or your five up feel no pain, which is still fucking good. So those were the major magenta uh, rulings that they had in the FAQ, and there were some other two that they're dumbass questions. I'm not even going to go out from. Like, you already knew the answer if you could like read. So <laughs> well, you don't know how to read, so read them for me. <laughs> well, I already, I already know. Like, they're very easy. If yeah. yeah. If, can your altar steal command points? Essentially, that was a question. No, that's only when you spend it. It's literally in the rule. It's when you spend command points. And the other one was Wraith Blades. Do you get plus one attack for each blade? No, it's a plural thing. Literally in the codex, you get one extra attack. It's like Scything Talons. It, it, like I don't, you get six Scything, yeah. Can you not read? <laughs> the, the rule for Scything Talons was if you have more than, if you have an additional set of Scything Talons, you get plus one attack for having multiple sets. So like the Moloch has three sets of Scything Talons. Do I get two extra attacks? No, you get one extra attack. It's in the fucking... Yeah, it's right there. In the, just in the read, you fucking dumb monkey. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. So, so that was the FAQ. I mean, there's... Obviously, the big FAQ stuff is really what <laughs> kind of limits Eldar in some ways. But the points, I want to get... I wanna yeah, get talk to, about uh, the points. Because I the points was the big thing for me, not necessarily the rules changes... The rules changes didn't affect me. It was just status quo. Fuck you, Tyranid. But the points changes was the big thing. So talk to me about your points changes. Of course, Dark Reapers. Yeah, Dark Reapers went up to, like I said earlier, that a unit of 10 went up to like 355 points. What were they before the FAQ? Not 300. They were like 290, I think. I can't can't remember offhand. Honestly, those were like guys that I just put in. So you went up like 25, maybe 30%. There, I mean, per model, they're 12 points. They used to be five. And then you had... Oh, so, okay, okay, yeah, they went up, like, double. But the Tempest Launcher was the... The Tempest Launcher is still untouched. It's still five points to get the Tempest Launcher from a Reaper Launcher to a Tempest Launcher. <laughs> yeah. But it's I not mean, the Dark Reaper that's the problem. It's the Tempest Launcher. That's no, the thing that allows you to the, hit on threes. The strength eight, negative two, straight three damages, and always hitting on threes. That's the Tempest Launcher, right? No, that's... the. That's the solid shot. That's what. The, that's a oh, the, okay. The Reaper launcher. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So they were like five points, and now they're twelve points. So they went up seven points. Um, and then you have to put so they're that's twelve like points each. That's a hundred and forty percent increase. Yeah. Each, and then it's uh twenty. I think seven points. I can't quote. Do me. you remember what they were in the index? The index. The the actual gun was like 
30 something points it was really expensive for the gun but they were cheap as like a model they yeah were that's like, what i meant yeah they were like five points so did you come back to essentially index level is what i'm asking if pretty much if you took the points that they took off the weapon um they act their base costs went actually up because they've always been five points like the reaper launcher is 22 points so you do 12 points for 22 that's 34 points each reaper right yeah 34 plus five if you have the autark with the so that's 37 points for the autark with the ignore line of sight shrink for i just dropped my phone um <laughs> gun so i mean you can imagine 340 wait what did i say it was 340 yeah someone points yeah yeah and then plus that's so it's 345 points ish I'm around there in that ballpark. We've reached the point in the show where we're both about four or five beers in. Yeah. Our math skills, cognitive skills, um, hand-eye coordination skills. It's nine o'clock at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. It's, I didn't Just lie. not I, here. I didn't specify where. Just not here. I did not specify where. So they used to be five points plus the, what they said, the 22. Mm-hmm. So they used to be 27 points, mm-hmm. and now they went up another 7 points. So 34 points. Now 34 points each. It's it's actually pretty pretty big increase. It's only a little bit of points, but it's actually a big increase. But if you think about what they do, like for so instance, a unit my... 10, ho- a unit 10 went up 70 points. So how many shots does a, a Reaper launch do? Uh, depending on what mode you're shooting. And if you're shooting shallow shots, it's one shot, strength eight, negative two, three damage each. So that's a, that's nine shots because you have the Tempest Launcher there. So he's not shooting that same one. Okay. And then if you're shooting their alternate mode, which is strength five, negative two, two damage each, that's two shots each. So that's 18 shots. I'm just saying a Hive Guard shoots heavy two, and they're 45 points a model. Yeah, they're T6, and they're we tough We always ass- hit on threes. I mean, but you always hit on threes. Mm-hmm. Like, that's... We need line of sight, though. Yeah, I'm just saying that apples to apples, like that's still really good. Like, I'm not saying it's not. I'm just, I'm just putting out there that the. I, I, I know there's gonna be people out there bitching about. Oh my god, my reapers went up to 34 points a piece. I'm fucking. You ruined my life. Like, no, I think they're they're right back where they. Need I don't to really be. think that that's what the really like kind of like the nerfs the elders were. Dark reapers even, were so they're they're so good. No, like, I'm I'm not saying that they're not good. I'm I'm saying like. It was as an elder player, like I kind of know, like oh, they were gonna go up points, you know. You they're, they're you, really you expected that coming. You've been talking about it for a while. The ones that threw me for a fucking curve was the far seer, the spirit seer, the warlock, and the warlock conclave. Like what? What? They were just so cheap, and we talked about this before when I said, "Hey, look, my cheapest HQ is seventy points. Oh, mine's thirty or thirty-five, right?" Yeah. So like, the, it's so cheap, like it, that allows you to make a battalion. So the war so easily. So the far seer was a hundred points. And went up to 110. So went up 10 points. People are making more of a bigger deal out of it than it was. Like, it's only 10 points. Yeah, it was the other ones that went up a lot. And if you go another 25 points, you get a Farce here on a bike, which is way better. You yeah, for only more, 20 points. You get more wounds. Right. You get or you and get tougher, one more wound. You and get faster. toughness. You're faster. You get <clears throat> way faster. You Access go, to all sorts of shit. You get your normal runes of uh, fate powers, which, you know, everybody takes doom and then take your pick of what you want to do after that. Right. Um, It's the Spirit Seer used to be 45 points. They went up 20 points to 65, which I didn't think was a big deal when I first saw it. But 
There's making a lot. lists like Jesus. Like um, it's a, it's a lot. It's, it's when you go. See, that's the thing is when you go from building one list to now building a new list with the new points. You're like, look at all the shit I used to be able to take before this happened. And then the warlock went up from 35 points to 55 points for another 20 point increase. And the warlock conclave went from 30 for two, right? 30 for two, it went to 45. So it went up 15 points. Because the warlock conclave started. So 50% increase, yeah. <clears throat> so 60 points. Sorry, it was 60 points. For the Warlock Conclave, because you had to take two and it was per, it was 30 points per model. So what they were trying to do is balance out how cheap it was to make battalions for you. It's not only that. It's that the the Eldar powers were very... Like, the the Farseer powers, Doom is incredibly powerful. Yeah. And then you had your, you know, your Guide of Fortune. You had to take your pick after that. But the the real power was in the, the Runes of Battle, which is the Warlock powers slash Spirit Seer powers... Where they're the ones that casted the uh, quicken, the restrain, the jinx, the protect, the fucking empower. I don't know the other. I think it's like innovate or some shit. But those power, the the power that I said that was quicken. That's why they're giving everybody problem, right? You got bikes that going sixteen, then they go sixteen. Move again, again. yeah. Um, <clears throat> protect jinx. You got things going from three up saves to two up saves with three up invuls, and fucking. You're going from your four up invul to a five up invul or a five up invul to a six invul. Like people are bitching about that. So, getting access to those just powers like is X, very, but very, I mean, yeah. very. Death X is way better. Just yeah. minus invul. Yeah, just no and invul. Then, and then you basically get jinx within whatever you shoot at them because I'm minus one or minus two, right? Shooting at whatever yeah. unit is Death X. So those those kind of threw me off. It definitely affecting my list building currently because I don't know really what to, like how to build because I can't do, I basically can't do the same things that I used to. Like so I, changing list building, like the FAQ, like I said, it's a new edition. Like yeah. start from scratch. You're starting from scratch. Like the points adjustments, the rules adjustments, what you used to do, what you're doing now, and I think that's the reason why we're talking about the FAQ is not just talk about the FAQ changes, but now what the fuck do you do? Right. All these other pockets I went, oh, these are the FAQ changes. I like that FAQ change. Right. But now what the fuck do you do? Right. So where do you go from here? I talked about it with Tyranids. You're talking a little bit about with Eldar. Like you can't do the things you used to be able to do. Go to your, and that's why I asked the question on the Facebook is how did this hurt you? How did this help you? Now the next question is what the fuck do you do? This is making my list that I used at Broadside a lot more because I have those flyers in there that just had jinx and those didn't go up in points. And so I still have jinx. I just have to like take out a far uh a warlock and then a dark reaper. The the list that I took to Broadside was actually really good. Yeah, I know, because I gave it to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're never going to admit it, but I gave you that list on the way back from freaking Gamers Haven. I've been talking it's, about it's that list. It's not like I ever thought about it before, but sure. Yeah, but I... No, I gave that list to you. Fuck you. Uh-huh. Give me some credit, goddammit. But even Pretty Dick at the end of the Broadside Bash says, like, this list doesn't work anymore. Like, I gotta like I gotta go back to the drawing board on this list. But at least he got to win Broadside Bash. He didn't win. He got second. <laughs> <laughs> But that was pretty much it on the fucking uh, Eldar stuff. So so think about so like don't bitch and moan 
about how the FAQ fucked you. Just open the FAQ. Stop your crying. Like I said, go buy the Vagisil. You'll be fine. <laughs> In a couple, you know, one or two days, it'll be gone. And just come back with a fucking better list. Yeah, just get good. Open up your codex. Read it from cover to cover. At least the points that ha- the parts that have the rules and the points, and then to, you know layer the FAQ on top of that, and go back and look at your list and say, okay, now what works and what doesn't work. Is it too expensive to take? Is it not efficient anymore? Okay, cut it out. Yeah, you got to look back at like things that used to be efficient might not be as efficient. Maybe I bring smaller units. To be- I'm considering a world where biovores don't exist. Yeah, I don't. I'm not a big fan of them anymore. As much as that hurts, like I'm considering a world where biovores don't exist. Maybe and one. Maybe one biovore. One so you just to provide the chronos. Just to miss. Just to, to miss. The, yeah. yeah. You always move it. <laughs> You always move it and then shoot at something that's minus. What's minus one to hit in your list? Yeah, I'm going to shoot at that. You, uh, you hit on sevens. Cool, I miss. Sweet. Here's a score <laughs> mine. Now cast a second power. Fuck you. Yeah. Cast it on 1d6. At the seven, you fail. Yeah, exactly. So a battalion detachment with three freaking uh, um, ripper squats, which are going to deep strike in your zone anyway, and also provide the denies. Well, or, or, second, with second. second turn. So the spore mine, I shoot first turn yeah. and deny you. No, let's take first. Well, unless they go first, but even then, like, so what? Okay, you got your psychic powers. Yeah, cool. but then their stuff isn't in your face. They're still working from their deployment. Right, they're still working from the deployment. So, like, yeah. So, I'm considering a world where... That's another thing, too. Like, yeah, you can't do all this shit. You can't come down, turn one, and move, and all shit. Guess what? Your Find opponent another... can't do it to you either. Find another strategy. So, I used to carry 60... I carried 62 extra reserve points in this tournament. Never once did I use them. So I played the entire broadside bash down 62 points. You didn't use them. I never used it. Why? Well, for one, I always went first. So I didn't have to use the... I didn't play any cultists so either. every time you went first, you should have used the gene stealer strategy as soon as you lost five gene stealers. I burnt all my command points and I ran out of command... It's three command points to use it. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. It's three command points to use it. So I just... I ran out of... I was spending my command points elsewhere. Maybe you should have just always used it. Just always. Maybe. But I needed them for like attack again and extra damage on my shooting from my monsters. Hmm. I was using it elsewhere, and so I. But I'd if get you to- had the new command points, maybe maybe it had. No, well, now I would have been able to use it, yeah. but now now in a world now where, you need points. <laughs> well, now in a world where deep strike doesn't really matter, I need extra points. Deep strike doesn't matter. The, well, the beta. And the Charlie fucking strikes are really good. Well, the thing for the spore field is three command points, and I can bring two units of spores, and I use that to prevent deep strikers from alphaing on me or pushing infiltrators off to a side where it didn't bother me. Right? Yeah, but if you're going to push forward out of your deployment, right, on your first turn, like say even if you had first turn, and you're going to push out, you can use those stratagems to drop them in your deployment zone so they're still holding your bubbles in your backfield while your army pushes forward. Yeah, but I was using rippers for that. Like, I had things to, to account for that. Yeah, but your, Reaper, Ripper should be out getting fucking recon or behind enemy lines. Well, I had Hormagons downfield. I had more. So I had my... Well, I'm not used to a whole army in my enemy's deployment zone. Yeah, I'm used to that. So I had uh, Kraken Rippers, like, providing my bubbles, right? And then I had Kronos Rippers doing behind enemy lines. So I had multiple levels of Rippers doing accomplishing tasks so they did the things that i needed for me just not enough because i went two and three and now i'm wearing a dress <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna take a quick break we're gonna go into the conclusion we're talking about a little broadside bash kind of post-mortem 
Okay. Like we'll finish up like what we felt about it. Cause we did this major tournament. We had two shows, but let's talk about it. Um, we got some shows we have to get to cause people are asking about it, you know, dark Eldar and Necrons. Um, and a couple more things to talk about. So we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back with the conclusion of the show. Do you like Dungeons and Dragons? Well, let me tell you about Broken Knives. Broken Knives is the role-playing games where Picasso was to boxing and Tyson is to art. These two dudes have literally made tens of dollars producing professional-grade content for your gaming table. You can check out their newest series for 5th edition D&D, The Tales of Bentev and the Bard, on dmsguild.com. That's dmsguild.com. Tales of Bentevin is an adventure supplement for the Dungeon Masters. It's about a nefarious bar that seems just like screwing with people. If you're the Dungeon Master, it's basically like harassing your players, but in a playful kind of way. And it's all on dmsguild.com. Also, I've been told I have to say this three times, so it's dmsguild.com. So get the first four tales of Bentevin the Bard for free on dmsguild.com. Wait, that's four times. Sorry, I went too far. dmsguild.com. I want L and L's though. <laughs> it's kind of hungry fat guy. We'll see if they can grub hub. Maybe they do. Maybe. I'm sure they do. So anyway, end of the show. I'm drunk. You're I'm drunk. Buzzed. Everyone's drunk. drunk. I'm buzzed. Um so holy fuck. Holy fuck episode. Holy fuck episode. Might be the name or the other name. I don't know. We'll get there. Holy fuck. I never decided until I edit the show and I'm like, that's funny. <laughs> I want that to be the name of the show. Like, it may not have anything to do with what we're talking about in that show, but if you're listening to the show, you're used to that by now. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> get good. I mean, you listening. Fuck get, you. Get good when you listen to my show. The personal <laughs> message to you listening. Fuck, fuck you. you. Thanks for listening. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> uh. So there was a little tournament that happened over the weekend that we were at. This is a little bit. A little bit of a tournament. Uh, called the Broadside Bash. Um, little post mortem. Uh, how did you how did you feel at the end of it? You took a list you weren't used to. Thought you never thought you would do, only because the 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 rules of the it tournament it dictated. I took it because it was fun, right? And I was just like, yeah, I'll just take this, whatever. And plus, all of it was painted, and I'm lazy. <laughs> right, there's that too. But you did very well. I mean, you. I mean, I should have had Dire Avengers in there, but they weren't painted. Yeah. But, you know, in the end, you went 3-1-1. Your loss was to Brandon Grant. Your by tie one was by, to, one by one point. And your tie was to Ryan Mead. Like, you you faced some top-end competition and came that close. Like, yeah, if I would if I beat close. Ryan Mead, I would have got third. And I think you probably could have beaten Pretty Dick. He had two units of... I can, I can do... He had two units, so yes. Which is basically Ryan Mead's list. Yeah. If you can beat Ryan Mead, you could beat Pretty Dick. Yeah. Because Pretty Dick sucks. Yeah. I beat him. So you can't be that good. <laughs> yeah, I know. You beat him, right? <laughs> I mean, not at the tournament, but I've beaten him before, so he can't be that he good. He didn't play he you. Was, that's why. He didn't play you. That's he why. didn't play me. That's why he got yeah, so far. That's why he but he was, so he was leaving. He was like, ah, great day, man. I go, yeah, I f- still fucking beat you. Just <laughs> <laughs> bring you back down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck you and your fucking trophies. I still beat you. <laughs> <laughs> 
you but that, but that's the thing like a lot of a lot of success does success does count on your pairings yeah pairings do help I mean, I'm nothing against him. You know, he won. It's cool. He's a good player. Like, I remember the first time. Him. Yeah, I remember the first time we went as a group to Gamers Haven. He was your first game. You said it was the toughest game I've played in a long time was against him. Um, and he's a good player. Like, he's really good. Um, and I'm I'm happy for him. He's a friend of the show, friend of mine. And I'm, I'm proud of him. He's a fun guy. He's, he's cool. He's a great he guy. He didn't want to come out and drink margaritas with us like a little bitch. God, he's because he was too fat and ate already, you know. Motherfucker. God. Just get off your fat fucking ass and come out, motherfucker. Jeez, like the last time. You didn't have to eat. You could have just drank margaritas with us. Yeah, the last time I'd eaten before then was that shitty fucking buffet at the goddamn hotel. Yeah, that was delicious. Yeah. I liked it. Well, I had to hurry back up to pack my shit up. Yeah, well, that's like you got dumbass army. You get fucking display. (laughs) Fucking get a fucking. It wasn't wasn't even the painting at the other two. Get a fucking old man fucking cart like mine. You said you were. I'm going to. I'm getting around to it because I need to, you know, I want to do a display board. I have extra. Metal sheets. You could just cut my shit up and get okay. fucking put that shit okay. on there. Yeah. So magnetization. When's the next big tournament coming up for us? What is it going to be? Uh, Hammer of Wrath. I think it's Hammer of Wrath. I mean, I do have when's Monkey that? Con. You're not. Yeah, going you're doing Monkey Con in bitch. June. I got to dance with my daughter, man. <laughs> or else her stepdad's going to dance there, and that shit ain't happening. Now nah, I get you. I get you. I talked to Bam, and he's like, "No, dude, you're you're dancing with your kid, man. Like, <laughs> I can't. Her her stepdad." He's an okay guy. There's no fucking way. Nah, he's a fucking bitch. <laughs> There's no fucking way he's dancing with my daughter during daddy-daughter dance. I'm her fucking daddy. I'm dancing her with daddy-daughter dance. That shit is happening. Dude, when I when Evelyn's at that age, I'll be doing fucking, okay, we just need to put your shoulders up. Trolling. That's what we're doing. <laughs> <Cholaline. laughs> That's what we're doing. <laughs> you can get her a flannel and just button it at the top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be perfect because it'd be covering everything. With a white great. wife beater underneath. Great, it'd be covering everything. It's all right. <laughs> all right. So the broadside bash, good time. You did well. I did not do so well. Mm, you did not do so well. Thought you'd do better. I thought I'd do honestly, better I, too. I did, I did think you would do better. I w- I had better expectations for myself. Honestly, I did. But day one, I faced a pretty tough crucible between Nick Hill and Keith Berry. Those two not easy opponents. No. They're not easy. I should have beaten Keith Berry. I should have. I fucked up. Yeah, plus, I, Keith Perry sucks. So he does suck. Um, <laughs> I should have beaten him. I screwed up. I made some mistakes. I know but what he, mistakes he I did. Made. He did go five and one at LVO. So yeah, he's a good player. Yeah. I played Nick Hill, who's a good player, who was three and zero at the end of day one. I was one of those, but I lost him twenty two to eighteen, and that list was fucking bonkers. Uh, and I played this Keith. Was good. Yeah, they're, they're, the demon, the Nurgle demon stuff was pretty good. So. Um, I should have done better. I re- I really was hoping f- my 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 desire was for a four and one. Of course, I want to win the thing, like ultimately. But I thought achievable was four and one, and I came up well short. Um, my last game too, I just didn't very, play very far from it. Yeah, I, I didn't play well my last game either, um, and you know it was disappointment because I had a lot of confidence coming into the tournament, and I left with not a lot of confidence in it. You know, so got to go back to the drawing board, get good, and fix it. You know, I just think. Deploy all your tunes, man. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go to, to Hammer of Wrath wearing a dress. I'm gonna look fucking sexy day one. Josh is gonna bitch out again and not go and not wear a dress. I guarantee something will come up. Yeah, he's gonna bitch out again. But I'll be there in a dress, looking fucking sexy as hell. Just so you know, Josh, if you for some forsaken reason you hear this episode, you are not getting out of a dress. If you come to any tournament, you are wearing a fucking dress. If you don't go to the next Hammer of Wrath, I'm gonna make you wear a dress for a week. <laughs> to work. <laughs> I'll find out where you live. <laughs> I will find where you work. And I will make sure you're wearing a dress or I'll straight punch you in the nuts. 
And the dick. And the dick. In the dick. <laughs> oh, that video is up on our website. Has been for a long time. Oh, yeah? Yeah. If you haven't seen it, you need to look at it. In the media. It. So go to vgrpodcast.com I mean, I'm, I'm slash media. I'm pretty sure a lot of our listeners are all the same degenerate fucks. Yeah, you know, the same 125 <laughs> of you degenerate yeah. fuckers across the United States and Europe. Yeah. Yeah. A couple in Ireland. Yeah. yeah a couple in... Couple Did you in... do what uh, Kenny said to do? Put in our, our title? Yeah, I thought I had done that. I put it in the description. I'm pretty sure I told you to do that a long time ago. Well, I put it in the description, which no, I thought was worth supposed to go. That's but it's I in mean. the title. Yeah, yeah. So I fixed that. I put it in the title so that you'll you see... Get some more. Maybe. 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 Offen- I'm always down for offending more fucks. Yeah, if I haven't offended you yet, if you, this is your first show and we have not offended you, don't worry. We will get to you soon. If I have offended Plus you... you're a faggot. If I have offended you, keep listening. We'll probably do it again. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do it again. Don't we're be e- a little fairy. Just come back. This is Sorry. an equality zone. Like, if you're not aware of it, this is an equality zone. We will offend everybody equally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't want to leave anybody out. I don't really care about equally. I'm just going to offend anybody. Yeah, yeah. I don't care who you are. Straight, white, I'll offend you. Mm-hmm. Fucking straight white people. So boring. It's like vanilla. Ugh, we're so white and straight. We have like. Yeah, put some caramel in there. Mi- missionary sex all the time. We drink our oh, white wine worst, spritzers. Yeah, do worst. some fucking doggy style and have a fucking margarita. Missionary is the worst. Fucking worst. <laughs> So boring. <laughs> so that was the broadside bash. That was broadside bash. Missionary is boring. <laughs> Missionary is boring. Thanks, broadside bash. Thanks for letting us know. Uh, next episodes. You guys have been asking for it. We will give it to you. Don't worry. I'll get balls deep and we'll give it to you. We got some um, Drukari, Dark Eldar. We may have a special guest. Yeah, we may have a special he, guest. He's agreed, but it has to line up with our schedule. We'll, we'll make it work. We'll make we don't want to say now, but. We're not going to say now. Possibly. Special guest. And some Necrons. I'm trying to work on a guest for that one, too. Yeah? Because, I mean, it is my army, but I haven't played it. And I, the person that I'm trying to get is did really well last year. Okay. And is playing it, obviously, this year. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we'll set up a... We'll probably do a Skype call for those, right? Yeah, we'll probably have Come to Come over to my house. I have a setup. We can do it at my computers. We'll do it inside the house instead of out in my garage like a bunch of hobos. I like the garage. You like the you like the podcast onion? Yeah, this is nice. Yeah, little my little Star Wars posters everywhere and models hanging out. Yeah, yeah, reminds me of a porn room. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what was happening here before I bought this house was porn. <laughs> and the lady who owned this house is a 65 year old lady. <laughs> yeah, for, uh, a madame. Yeah, she was a madame. No, if you go on uh, Pornhub, there's like the the senior. Oh, that's gross. Yeah. That's really gross. You haven't watched any of those, though? No. Okay. Anything on, I don't. Just curious. I go down the porn hub fucking <laughs> hole, but I don't ever pick on anything old. That's really uh, weird. Just curious. I always pick on the weird shit that's like, you know, the dominatrix shit where like guys are getting kicked and shit. I just was like, why? Did you ever see the one where like the girl like farts on people's faces and they just sniff it? No. no it's, what the fuck? It's not sexy. <laughs> There's one where this woman just farts and people are just forced to sniff her farts. Like they're held there? Yeah, like they like their faces are pressed against the ass and she's just interesting. Just like, toweling like all over their face. <laughs> just towel all over their face. Towel in the face. Towel in the right. face. Towel in the face. Conclusion so, number three. Yeah. So um of course, I talked about it probably in the top of the show. Maybe I did. I'm drunk at this point, I don't remember. You did talk about it, but, but I will be doing the list doctor. I have paid. I have paid the list doctors. Uh, Hundreds of dollars. Nick Nadavati and Matt Root. I just chose Matt Root since he is personally responsible for the delay in the FAQ. Personally. Jerk. 
responsible for the delay in the FAQ because of his bullshit spam list. Dude, I posted on the GW thing when they were talking about, like, I forgot they were fucking talking. They, they released something else that was not the FAQ, and I posted the Pulp Fiction guy. <laughs> He's, like, looking around, like, where the fuck? Where the fuck? And then I was, like, waiting for the FAQ. I got so many likes on that one. Yeah. I felt, I felt important. <laughs> you felt important because you got important. likes on I the Facebook. I got a lot of likes. Yeah. It was cool. Way to go. Uh, but I will be having Matt Root do a list doctor for me. I think I'm going to give him my broadside bash list saying this is pre-FAQ. This is what I was running. This is how I did. And this is the meta I'm facing. I'm looking for post-FAQ. Right? What do I do now? I think it's a good conversation to have because people are thinking about that now. Yeah. Like, here's pre-FAQ. This is post-FAQ. I'm, I'm actually really, like, excited to, like, listen to that because... I mean, I won't be here, but uh, you're having your personal call, and I think you guys will gel really well. I'm hoping so, and I'm hoping, you know, I was given the option to do just, you, you might know. want to tell them to listen to an episode or two to show where we're at. <laughs> I, I, I sent them our website address and what we do and told them it was for a podcast and said, that's fine, you can do what you want with the audio. Um, so they know, they've been warned. Okay. <laughs> they've been warned. I, I've done my my due diligence there. Um but I, I, you know, I was told either way we just talk about the list and how it was built and how it was made, or we could just talk about Tyranid strategies. And I'm like, I want to talk about Tyranid tactics and strategies. I think it's a more interesting conversation because even after I get this list, the meta will continue to change with new codexes, and mm-hmm. I can take those strategies to whatever meta I walk into and build a list from that and and play. Because once you've built your list and your strategy in mind, as soon as the dice at the table, your strategy's fucking out the door, right? What do we always say about missions? The mission is always on track until the mission hits the... We should always be building lists towards the mission, though. Right. But once you hit the the LZ, right? Mm-hmm. The mission was perfect right till you hit the LZ. Yep. Once you hit the LZ, the mission is out the door. Now yep. you're now you're just playing. Yeah, because I didn't plan for this rocket to come fucking flying into my rear right. Vic. Exactly. And right? now I have no exit. <laughs> so how do I now take those strategies post-LZ? Yeah. Right? Um, Don't forget to use the voicemail line. Uh, I'll have the voicemail line phone number in the show Please notes. use it, you fucking faggots. Just use it. Just give Just, us a phone call. It takes you like 30 seconds. Leave us a phone call. Talk yeah, some got, shit. When you're on your little lunch break, out your little fucking office job, doing your faggot gay shit, you you can release some steam this way. Matt Savage, uh, he's a friend of mine. Uh, I saw him at the Broadside Bash. He's the guy I talked about who had the um, the Storm Raven. The Winnebago. The Winnebago. Uh-huh. Uh, I saw him there at the tournament. He's like, I thought about calling you when I was super drunk, but I thought it would be bad. I go, no! Nah, drunk call us, man. If you're fucking hammered, drunk dial me. It's all right. Drunk dial our voicemail line. I want to hear it. I want to show Andy it. might show up at your house. I might. <laughs> yeah. I might. <laughs> I might just show up with Drunk Dial together. Fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. We'll <laughs> you know? both call each other. Drunk Dial us. Please. We want that. That's our show. Like, half the show is just a straight Drunk Dial. Yeah, well, the show is a Drunk Dial. You could also <laughs> rename it Drunk Dial for the game. Drunk Dial for <laughs> 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 the, the If we get enough Drunk Dials, we might just have a new segment. Just Maybe. nothing but Drunk Dials. Maybe. So, hold me to that, bitches. Call the fuck out of us and leave some Drunk Dials. Um, don't forget to become a patron. Uh, every dollar we spend goes into supporting the show. Things like having Matt Root be on the show. Having Matt Root on the show. We're trying, uh, we're really, really looking into, uh, doing battle reports. Streaming and, and and our battle reports are going to be fucking straight competitive. None of this fucking bullshit. So streaming takes an extreme amount of 
effort, energy, and money to get the technology in place. Mm-hmm. Um, your dollars go to support the show. We're not just, you know, blowing it on, you know, hookers and beer. I wish we had hookers. Yeah. I mean, we do blow quite a bit of it on beer. I mean, I mean that's a thing. It's like 98% of it. Yeah, pretty much. But the other 2% <laughs> goes to improving the quality of the show. Um, so we need to get some technology in place. I'm looking into getting a soundboard um, to increase, 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 increase. We're going to increase, increase some sounds on the fuck. Mowage. <laughs> increase the quality of the show at all times. It's, it's an important thing to us. Um, if you cannot become a patron, that's perfectly fine. I totally understand. Um, like us on Facebook. Subscribe in iTunes. Leave us a review in iTunes. You do not know how far the, the reviews on iTunes go to helping others find us. And we will definitely... We talked about it at the top of the show. We will definitely read your review on the show. Yeah, we we'll read your review. Talk shit. I mean, if you want to talk shit about us, that's fine too. Even if you don't like us. If, you, you, if you're too much of a bitch to fucking call us in and then fucking say it with your own voice, we'll read your comment so you can stay behind your keyboard. The guys at TFG Radio left me a shitty review. I talked about it for months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I talked well, about it for months. I'm pretty sure it was one dude, but. It was yeah. one dude, but I talked about it for months. I was still talking about it today. Yeah, but now our show's doing better because we did one advice that he did. Yeah. He did say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We so cut, we're, we're we fixing it. We cut the fat. We cut the fat, right? <laughs> so we're cool now. I don't hold a grudge. Leave me a shitty review. I won't hold a grudge. I'll talk a shit about you for two months, and then we'll be cool. Then we'll have a beer. <laughs> That's how that'll go down. Well, everything um, ends good on a beer. Everything. And then what? Of course, the beer. What? We have been drinking. I gave this away at the top of the show, but we are drinking the Lagunitas Something Easy. This beer is fantastic. It's delicious. I like it. It is fucking delicious. Um, I would put this next to the 21st Amendment Blood Orange IPA as one of my top faves. If so you far. were drinking at fucking nine in the morning, this would be the beer. If, if you happen to be drinking at happen. nine, ju- let's just say if <laughs> yeah. you were drinking at nine in the morning and managed to have five beers before noon. This is the beer for you. Yeah, it's delicious. <laughs> it is delicious. Um, the sweetness is not over the top, like no. an orange. It's got a light Great. citrusy feel. It's light. It's easy. It tastes like beer. It tastes good. Um, it's 5.2 or 5.6 ABV, so it's pretty good alcohol content. It's not quite a sessional. It's just fucking delicious. I sure. shared this with one of my – actually, I was sharing this day two with all of my opponents. And um, the second game, it was really hot in that ballroom. And I go, here, have a beer. And it was like all covered in cold water and everything. He goes, he starts drinking. He starts pounding a half. He goes, oh my God, that's just fucking delicious and refreshing. I go, I know, right? Let me know when you need another. <laughs> like, it, this is a good beer. I would highly. proceeded to beat your ass into the ground. Yeah, then he proceeded to beat my ass into the ground pretty <laughs> pretty severely. Um, but I would highly recommend this beer. Because, you know, at the end of it, I got beaten to the ground. But actually, I didn't mind so bad because I had this beer in my tummy. So I was feeling good about it. So anyway. What? Your tummy. In my tummy. In my tum tum. <laughs> right. You know, tonight I'm going to go Mimi's. Okay. With my binky. God. Use <laughs> real words, please. <laughs> Fuck. So that's been another edition of the Veteran Gamer Reenlisted. I am, of course, your host, Andy. And I am joined by my best friend, Ray. Hello, back at the top. Let's think about the video. And we will. And until next time, ladies. Drink up. Mm-hmm.